Welcome to Thursday night at the Speakeasy Cafe. We would like to invite you to take the stage for the Sound of Ink Open Mic Poetry Night. Now, let's get started. I want your ink in our ears. Good evening, everybody. Welcome to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. How are you all doing this evening? It's going to be a fantastic night. We do have some things to go over before we get started on the show. I want to uh, thank all of you, by the way, who have been uh, participating in my haiku obsession on my Facebook page. Um, If you haven't been over there, there's a post pinned to the top. And pop open the comments section and read down the entire thread. It's pretty funny been having a lot of fun with that, and, and uh, I'm absolutely tickled to see so many of you working on your haiku a day, um, so it's been a lot of fun. I want to mention, too, by the way, uh, the people who won the drawings for our National Poetry Month participation and for our sponsor drawing, um, I've only had one of you send me in, thank you, Mike Todd. I've only had one of you send me your address, so I'm going to be contacting each of you individually. But our winners for the National Poetry Month participation drawing thingies was Todd Carter, Karen DeWitt, Michael Todd, Melvin Douglas Johnson, George Wiley, and Douglas Curry. So if you want your prize and if you trust me with your address, Shoot me over your address so I can get your packages, your your little presents sent out, okay? All right, next thing I want to do. We have some stuff to go over, and I'm going to try to go over that quickly so I can get to you guys. Before we start anything, I want to give out the number. It is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965 if you'd like to call in tonight. I'm going to move on to our announcements. If you'd like to uh, put together a writer's workshop with us, you can shoot me a message. Probably the easiest would be on Facebook. If you're not on my contacts list, you can find me under Nyla, N-Y-L-A, last name Alicia. A-L-I-S-I-A. Let me know what you'd like to put together and we can get that set up. I want to make sure we take a moment as well to thank our sponsors, those of you who stepped up to the plate and helped cover a portion of our 2022 broadcasting license. Appreciate you guys so much. Literally, absolutely, literally, this show would not still be on the air without you. So the fact that it is a community effort and a community love thing going on here, just you have to know how much I appreciate all of you. So I want to make sure that you guys get the love that's due to you. (laughs) All right, so our 2022 broadcasting license sponsors are Karen DeWitt, Melvin Douglas Johnson, Gary and Noreen Snyder, Douglas Curry, George Wiley, Vicki Aqua, Debbie Kelly, Annie Tillery Waldo, Timothy Melton, Kevin Kraft, Alana Morris, Ronald P. Bremner, Jade Mist. I wonder how Jade's doing. Someone check on Jade. We haven't talked to Jade in a while. Todd Carter, Paula Sweet, Lori Binder, Glenn Combs, Trina Pierce, and thank you for the donations anonymously made in the memory of John Music Man Kays, 
are Appalachian poet Philip Kent Church, Ray Neighbors, Glenn Steele, Charles C.B. Banks, Cherry Rose, King Cadence, and Rick Smith II. So thank you, sponsors. We love you dearly. And we would not be here without you. All right. So wait a minute. Wait a minute. I have it. You ready? Wait a minute. Where'd it go? No, where'd it go? Here we go. It is time for our inspiration from the inkwell. I love my little drum roll. (laughs) Inspiration from the inkwell, our mini workshop. So as I am saying this, you should all be clamoring for your notebooks, your pens, your papers, your pencils, whatever it is you write with. As I go through this, if you don't get everything written down, don't worry. You can always come back after the show's over and re-listen to the beginning of the program in its podcast form in our archives and grab whatever you missed, okay? We are going to be starting with your poetry challenge, your poetry form writing challenge. And these are important to do. We're really concentrating on learning new forms because we should all know these. You know, I'm, I am mainly a free verse writer, and I avoided poetry forms like the plague because all I could see when I thought about them was the numbers until one day something clicked, and I realized it wasn't about numbers. It was a word puzzle, and then it became really fun for me. <laughs> so we should all know what these are. Even if, you, even if you only write one ever, you should know what these forms are. You should know how to write them. You should have a working knowledge of your craft. All right? So this week we're doing a really fun one, a fun one, a real easy one. This one isn't where we have to count syllables or anything like that. This week we are looking at found poetry. Found poems take existing text and refashions it and reorders it and presents it as a poem. So it's like the the literary equivalent of a collage, all right? Um, found poetry, you can do that by uh, finding lines in newspaper articles or street signs or graffiti or speeches or letters or even other poems, all right? So what you're going to be doing um, is you're going to be going through, like you take the newspaper, right? And one of my, this is one of my favorites. You take the newspaper and a highlighter and you just start going through the paper, through the pages, reading through the articles, reading through whatever, and highlighting with your highlighter words that catch your attention or phrases that catch your attention or sentences, okay, and start highlighting them. That's the concept of it, all right? So you can take these borrowed words or sentences or phrases or even whole passages and assemble them into a new poem into a poem with, like, a unique meaning. Um, Let's see how I can explain this correctly so I don't confuse you because I'm confusing myself right now, and we know that's not hard to do. All right. So you take the the found, you take the, the phrases you found out of the newspaper, right? You don't copy the article. You just go through and you take all these phrases and you rearrange them and make a whole new poem out of them. All right. And... I've had people, when we've talked about this in the past, I've had people ask me if writing found poetry, even I've had people ask me this about the the uh, prompts that I give you. You know, well, it's not really my poem because you gave me the line or you gave me the, the phrase or something like that. And, and that's not true. You know, I get asked all the time, is found poetry plagiarism? 
you know, is found poetry cheating? You know, isn't it plagiarism to use words that aren't your own? I don't know if you guys know who Will, uh, William Burroughs is, but he once argued that all writing is a collage of words read and heard and overheard. No writer begins with a blank page. That's his quote. There's no such thing as an original thought. Everything in our brain is the programming from something we've interacted with. We've read, we've heard, we've watched, we've seen. All right? So everything's come from somewhere. All right? With that said, if you think about how can you, I mean, how can you, and I know I'm confusing you because I, I made some notes, but I'm not following my notes really well. If you look at the, if you t- were to take another poem, for example, and you were to choose some lines out of it and rework the lines and remake it and write it into an original poem, you can say, is that stealing a poem? What do you guys think? I'm waiting for answers. <laughs> all right. So it all depends on how it's done. And I'm going to read you an example of one that I did in just a moment here. The... Poems that you take, if you, hang on, just give me one second, guys. Okay. All right. So when you write, a, when you write your poem, when you go through the newspaper, for example, okay, you're going to go through the newspaper, you're going to pick a whole bunch of different lines, you're going to highlight them, you're going to make a poem out of them. Those in no way are going to resemble or have the same meaning as the original article because it's borrowed from the entire newspaper. You're just grabbing phases, phrases and sentences and things from the newspaper and reassemble. It's kind of like magnetic poetry, right? If I grab this word, this word, and this word on my magnetic poetry on my refrigerator, is that plagiarism because I took that word that's already existing and sitting there and I just rearranged them? It's the same concept, all right? There are some rules to this, though. You know, it gets tricky when you use literary works like novels or especially other people's poetry. So it's important for writers of found poetry to remember that in these cases to credit the source, all right? Acknowledgements for the source are usually given in the title as part of the, like a, a notation, you know, a, a epigraph, a notation at the end of the poem or something. You know, an example of this, and I'll read this to you real quick. This is a found poetry poem I wrote in response to a piece called Allegiances by William Stafford, who is an Oregon poet and was a conscientious objector during World War II. Now, I used borrowed lines from his poem in addition to adding my own lines. And we'll get into that in just a moment. So in reply, and I wrote, I wrote them in a reply to the poem that he wrote. But even in that, with the exception of the topic being war, the poem is written far into the future from what his was and has a completely different meaning, is completely different in meaning and context, and yet it's still connected because of the overall theme. This is why I have in response as an addition to my title, because this poem in its own merit, first of all, wouldn't be as strong without that reference point, but 
the lines in this poem are definitely borrowed from him. They're very recognizable from, from him. All right, so as an example, I'm going to read you this poem real quick. It's called Their Happy Endings in Response to Allegiances by William Stafford. The climate of the season changed. All the heroes were called home, left to relocate themselves in the real things they can only live by. Old bards in taverns on street corners wearing tattered armor paint tales with orange tongues. For those who point, who laugh, but never look, turning their backs for the safety of the common things. Elves, goblins, trolls, our monsters, easier believed in storybooks because there it's all make-believe and we're free to close the cover. It's easier to swallow that happy ending, easier than listening to that insane wind whining in the traveler's ears. The name spiders weave in webs, reminding us not all our heroes have come home. All right, so that's an example, my example, of a found poem credited to the poet whose lines I borrowed. It's not plagiarism. Had I not mentioned him, then it would be, in my opinion. I would, because, the, as I said, those lines, are, the lines I did borrow are very recognizable lines of his. So that tag credit needs to be added if the borrowed bits are recognizable to their original form, which in my poem they were. However, if I took the newspaper and a highlighter and read through marking the lines that caught my eye, then piece them together to create a poem, then 100% no, absolutely not, that is not plagiarism. All right? The words, lines, and phrases have been completely altered from their original meaning and become something entirely new. And this could be done with a novel even. The key is that it is unrecognizable in any way to its original form when you write these. All right. And if you've not done one of these before, a newspaper or a magazine is a great place to start because it's, a, it's full of all kinds of amazing, fun things. You, you don't realize it until you get in there and really start digging around. So if you have questions on this form, because I know I completely confused you, <laughs> if you have questions on this form, by all means, please feel free to shoot me a message and ask or ask when I bring you on the air. You can Google it and read up on it some more. All right. So there you have it, this week's Poetry Form Writing Challenge, The Found Poem. And once again, briefly, found poetry takes existing text and fashions it, refashions it, bringing new meaning, unique from the words or phrases, from the original context. So get the newspapers, a highlighter, a notebook, and get to playing with those words. You know, one of the things that I really have fun doing when I do this is I like to get a pair of scissors. And I like to cut out the words or a headline or, you know, the, the, little, the sentence or whatever it is. And then I like to lay them out on a table because I can move them around and rearrange them. It's, it's much more fun that way than having to rewrite them and retype them and scribble out and stuff like that. So actually cut the words out. And besides, who doesn't like cutting paper? you know, and making a mess. It's like when, we, you know, we got in trouble when we were kids because we got a hold of the scissors and cut our own, you know, cut our own hair and accidentally cut up daddy's secret copy of Playboy that we found underneath the bed and, you know, that started a whole new fight, right? <laughs> but he doesn't like cutting up paper. So, yeah, have fun with that, you guys. And if you do this, let me know and Google it because I know I just confused you, but we'll get back on track here in a second. Next, we're going to do your poetry prompts. 
Remember, poetry prompts are like seeds planted. They are meant to grow into poems. And with that said, the prompt can be the title of a poem, it can be a line in your poem, or it can be the general concept of your poem. And beyond these guidelines, whatever you do with them isn't totally up to you. So let's get started. Number your paper 1 through 12. All right. Let's start with number 1. After last call. After last call. Number 2. Milk money. Milk money. Number 3. The second time. The second time. Number 4. Eulogy for a pencil. Eulogy for a pencil. Five, things stirring that have no right to move. Things stirring that have no right to move. Number six, inner child runaway. Inner child runaway. Seven, and this one you can choose which version you want to go with, but it is what silence can do to or for do slash for the mind what silence can do for the mind what silence can do to the mind you choose which version of that one you want eight the sins of summer nine i forgot who said it i forgot who said it ten poem for the unwritten poems (laughs) poem for the unwritten poems eleven the inaudible. The inaudible. That's a good one, you guys. Number 12. So is this one. I love this one. Where the skating rink used to be. Where the skating rink used to be. All right? Remember, you can write one poem to each prompt. You can mix and match the prompts or use get real froggy and use all the prompts in one poem. <laughs> all right? And I kind of I kind of try to very very loosely... Uh, put these together so that there could maybe possibly, if you stretch it, be some semblance of being able to weave them together. I can't make it too easy on you. Next, we're going to go over your pick a prod, a prompt writing exercise, and we will be using the same 12 prompts that I just gave you, so keep those handy. All right, this exercise is to highlight that what you do with a prompt before you write to it is far more important than what you write to it. Consider it foreplay. Okay? You don't just pounce. You know, you, you have to flip the hair a little, maybe a peck on the cheek, maybe a pat on the butt. All right? So this is, this is a foreplay to writing to your prompts. It helps us get away from the typical things that we would normally write about when we hear something that inspires us. Our brain has muscle memory just like anything else. I say something and instantly it's going to pull up your most recognizable images in your computer just like a computer works, you know, you Google something, it's going to pull up the most recognizable things first. But what happens when you get to page 10? You know, say you Google the word October. You're going to get all kinds of orange things pop up on the first pages. But what happens if you keep going to down and you keep trying that? Sometimes? That would be a good exercise, actually, to prove a point. So all of you pick some kind of a word and Google it and skip back and see how the things change once you start digging deeper. That's what you can train your brain to do, is to skip past the clickbaits and find the things that are unique. All right? 
So what I'm going to have you do is I'm going to have you start with open your journals and on the top of a clean journal page, I'm going to have you take the first prompt, which in this case is after last call. I kind of laughed when I, I wrote that one because after last call, we would always go to the Waffle House. I don't know if any of you have ever been to a Waffle House, but they are like a little greasy spoon, hole-in-the-wall diner thing. They, they bring you coffee, and you can actually see the grease floating on top of the coffee because there's so much grease in the air from the waffles and their, their you know, stuffed hash browns and, and all that. Yeah, we, we, everybody would go to the Waffle House. It was awesome. But anyway, so after last call. So what you'll do is you'll write that at the top of your page. And instead of writing a poem to it yet, what I want you to do is I want you to write at least six different poems you could write to that prompt. So what are six different poems that you could think of where you could use after last call as a title of, a line in, uh, the concept of? How many things can that stand for? How can you twist it and turn it? and shake it around. How many different poems could you get out of that one prompt? When you're done with the first one, move on to the second, the third, the fourth, until you make it all the way down to number 12, and you have written at least six different poem ideas that you could write to all 12 of the prompts. I guarantee you that there is no way you will get through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you. Human nature is what it is. It's predictable. You will not get through this exercise. And I challenge you to prove me wrong. You will not get through this exercise without something grabbing a hold of you. And you're going to write something, and it's going to be different than something you would normally write. And it's probably going to be one of those poems you sit back and you go, wow, did I just do that? That's going to be amazing. Don't be afraid to push yourself or dig deep inside yourself and find those things that are unique to you, perspectives that are your voice, writing things that only you could write. All right, so once again, I am going to run through these very quickly for you. If you miss them, don't worry. You can come back to us in the archives, grab them. Number one, after last call. Two, milk money. Three, the second time. Four, eulogy for a pencil. Five, things stirring that have no right to move. Six, Inner Child Runaway, seven, what silence can do to, or four, the mind, eight, the sins of summer, nine, I forgot who said it, ten, poem for the unwritten poems, eleven, the inaudible, and twelve, where the skating rink used to be. So there you go. I know you'll have fun with those. Now remember, as food for our creative souls and our writer disciplines, the things we are continually striving for. Number one, we are focusing on reading, reading, reading. If you are not reading more than you are writing, you are doing it backwards. You know, it it doesn't matter what it is. I don't care if you sit down and you read the cereal box. I don't care if you sit down and Google. You know, I do this sometimes. I'll pick something really random and I'll Google watermelon poem or you know, Irish poetry or something weird and just kind of fall down that rabbit hole and see what I find and explore. You know, don't be such a conceit that you think you are the only thing that exists in the world and you are the only thing that you need for inspiration. You are what you eat. 
that includes your brain. You have to feed yourself. You have to have that input in order to have output. If you don't, then you're going to end up writing the same poem over and over and over again a hundred times in a hundred different ways until you realize you, there's no, no, you have nothing else to say because you've already said it all in all the ways you can say it. And every single one of your poems sound alike. And you think you have writer's block because you can't think of anything to write. You don't have writer's block. You need to grow. You need to open your mind. You need to push yourself. You need to take your muses seriously. You need to take your craft seriously, you seriously. And when I say seriously, that doesn't mean that you have to. I mean, a writer's discipline. Who likes the word discipline? Well, maybe some of us like the word discipline. But, you know, most of us don't like the word discipline. All right? But you have to have that. And when I say that, what I'm trying to tell you is you spend so much of your day chasing and chasing and chasing a dollar bill or a task for this person or that person. How often do you stop and actually do something that's 100% for you? Don't ignore that creative side of you. Don't ignore that voice inside of you. You throw it a few crumbs. It's like a woman. You know, if you walk up to a woman on the way out of the door and kiss her like you want to, to have sex and then leave and just leave her standing there, She's going to be purring like a kitten when you get home. All right? Little things, little things every day to feed that passion inside of you. And then you'll get paid back a hundredfold, a hundred millionfold. All right? So the next thing we're doing, go out every single day. When you get up in the morning and open your eyes every single day, I want you to go out and find your haiku poem. Every single day, write a haiku. Three lines, five syllables, seven syllables, five syllables. Go out every day and find your 17 syllables. And all your rushing, 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 point A to point B, pause for a moment, look around, and find your 17 syllables. Find your haiku. Writer's discipline. It's as easy as that. Every single day, write 17 syllables. And you're done. That's all you have to do. I don't care if you don't have time to sit down and write a whole poem. Who does? But do that one thing every day to keep that voice inside of you alive. And you will be amazed at what that does for you as a writer, what that does for you as a creative soul, how that's going to change you, literally change you as a person, as an artist. All right? And I don't care when you write it down. Write it down when you think of it. And I don't care if it's only five, uh, 15 syllables. I don't care if it's seven. I don't, I don't care if it's three words. All right? It doesn't matter. Get it written down. You can go add more syllables later. Okay? So that's it, you guys. That's it for this week's edition of Inspiration from the Inkwell, your mini workshop. If, <laughs> I messed that up so much at the beginning that my notes were all jumbled. So uh, forgive me for that. Go back and listen to the, uh, the archive of the show and pick up anything that you happen to miss that I went over or shoot me a message or you can ask me when you come online. I am going to play an audio track. We always start and end every episode with an audio track by one of you. If you would like to... Um, I see you, Jimmy. Okay. Um, if you would like to have your track played on the air, you can email those to, those to me at the word that is in the email title, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com, thespeakeasycafe at gmail.com. All right? You can also message them to me by sending me the file on Facebook. Once again, Nyla, first name Nyla, last name Alicia. Message them to me, and I will pull them off there and get them uploaded to the show. The piece that I'm going to play is by Jamal Robinson, and it is called New Master, and here we go. 
I'm supposed to be pain-stricken. The work is so much better when the pain is driven. This hurt, that hurt is nullified when another pain has arisen. Inked in these veins, the penmanship is hidden. Read between the lines, it's impossible to see the damage that's been caused by my own visions. Betrayed by my own intuitions. I use the reacting agent to reveal what's been missing. Went beneath the remains and seen life trapped in its missions. A stronghold between light and dark, the winner will control my ambitions. Glory has been rewritten. Grief is the mindset. Bitterness underwrites his intentions. Ill will undermines the love that's been given. But that's the neglect talking. No one pays him any attentions. Witness the dissensions. The destruction in his words. The truth is a simple omission. See the catastrophe that's been caused? Say he completed his mission. Despite my distance, this transmission has traveled a long ways to reach the multitude of men. See how mesmerized they are? By my ministries, meet the man that masks, that minds his humility. A vessel of despair, my heart and soul are on a quest to find our tranquility. But that's idiotic, see? Peace and war go hand in hand like angels and demons, a constant battle to eternity. So I would live with all my ailments, overcome my disadvantages, then speak with fire to bury the hurt that lives inside of me. Live the work that Jamal Robinson, absolutely love that piece of his. So once again, if you'd like to have your track played on the air, shoot them over to me in a message. I'll upload them to the show's library and play them for the world. You know, I was thinking about that the other day, you guys. Um, and I, I know I say this a lot, but I want you to really, really think about it. We have been on the air 15 years. We've been doing this together for 15 years. That's crazy. You know how much we've seen happened in the last 15 years together, how the world has changed, how we've changed, the people that have joined us, the people that we've lost. It has been an incredible trip. Not many things in life last this long. Think about it. We have. I'm proud of you guys. All right. What comes next? You guys. You guys come next. <laughs> I'm so happy. <laughs> the number to call in if you'd like to call in and read tonight is 646-595-3965. That's 646-595-3965. Those of you who are on hold, this is what you can expect. We do take callers in the order that you call in, so listen for your telephone area code. When I do bring you on, make sure that you introduce yourself. That is vitally important because, number one, you are literally... As I said, we've been on the air 15 years. You can go back 15 years and listen to our very first show. And what if you'd read your poem on our very first show, but you never said your name, and nobody knows that that was your poem, and you suddenly become anonymous. Now, granted, you'd have a lot of great things attributed to your name, anonymous, but nobody would know it's you. So it is vital. You are literally publishing, verbally publishing your poem right now. Always make sure your name is attached to your work. All right. And if you go by a pen, ni- pen name... I used to write under the name Spirit Wild back in you know, my space days. 
Okay, say, say, you know, this is Spirit Wild. This is Nyla Alicia, Spirit Wild. Make sure your names are on there. This, it's, it's so important. Okay, and you want to make sure that people know who's reading so that while you're reading, I don't get pinged, and I do constantly get pinged. People saying, who is this, who is this, who is this? And you know me and butterflies and squirrels, and all of a sudden I see that thing ping up, and then I forget, and I'm, I'm trying to listen, and I forgot there's a whole middle section of your poem I didn't hear, and it's just a mess. Nobody wants to be that person that that happens to. So make sure that you introduce yourself. Yes, I have you back where you belong. I see you on there, Jimmy. You did not lose your pace in line. Okay. See, like that. That just happened. That's a perfect example. Thank you, Jimmy, for proving, for showing me that <laughs> or, letting, or letting me use that as an example. All right. So, yeah, make sure you introduce yourself. Right now you can read two poems, and uh, if the lines get too busy tonight and we start running out of time and I have to switch that back to just one, I will let you know. If it happens on your turn, I am so, so sorry. But if that happens when the time comes, I'll let you know. But right now you're good at reading two. When you are done reading, make sure that you give out your URL. It's really important that people know how to come find you and get to be, so they can get to know you and your work better. Uh, then the last thing to remember is, please, we have a mature rating. All right? That means no adult, adult porn poems, no bumping body parts, no tab A into slot B. Don't get graphic. Other than that, you're good to go. You guys know where that line is. We have some great adult-rated shows on uh, the network and for you to read your stuff. So... You know, check those out. You just can't hear. Don't don't miss don't 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 miss my rating. Uh, but mature content, good to go. Just no porn poems. I am going to give you the lineup so you kind of have an idea. I'm going to go ahead and give you the first five callers so Jimmy will know where he is too. We have area code five one nine seven three one. 717-219 and 702 is our first five callers. So that's kind of lets you know where you are in the lineup. With that said, let's go ahead and bring on our first caller. And I believe this is Bob. Bob, is that it you? Is it. it is indeed. How are you, Nile of the Queen? <laughs> I'm doing wonderful, Bob. How are you, sweetheart? Uh, so so at my age. I guess 88 is just too, too old to be any good. <laughs> oh, anyway. that is absolutely not true. You Most know, I would yesterday. I would love to sit down. Just think of okay. I was thinking, you know, talking about the show. Okay, so the show's been on for the air for 15 years. How much we have seen in the last 15 years, and how things have changed, right? Right. So there's a I gift that you. comes with age, and that's yeah, stories. Oh, if you say so, I'll believe you. <laughs> it is. We we carry the knowledge in our hands for the future generations, and. Think about the things, how the world was when you were a child. Oh, I think of a lot of things when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And think of how things are different. You know, I would give anything to sit and talk to one of my grandparents about what the world was like when they were a child. You know, you, those, those things are important because once those stories from us are gone, the only thing that gets passed on is the history that's written by the people who have something to gain, benefit, or hide in its telling. The truth's lost. When our stories are gone, the truth is lost because then we only have newspapers, story, you know, headlines. That's yeah, I hear you. You know, so so you you are a treasure. You are an absolute treasure. 
I thank you for that. I would give anything Here. to sit and have coffee with you and talk about whatever. Well, we did pass my telephone number on to you on the on your uh, messenger, but I don't know if you've been reading messenger lately. <laughs> you know, I, I with my schedule right now, I I am only online. Um, for a couple of minutes a day maybe, and then on Thursdays when I do the show. So I don't have a lot of time. I don't have the time I used to when I was able to sit on the computer and, you know, when I had my schedule much freer than it is now. And I regret that. I miss being able to hang out and do things like that. But, you know, so if I don't answer messages from you guys right away or something like that, don't take it as indifference. Just understand that I am physically not at my computer like I used to be. Okay. Okay. Right. You being as you said, you'd like to remember things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to read you what this is called. Do you remember? This is the second one I wrote in called "You Remember." And okay, here we go. Once again, on another trip down memory lane. Do you remember the checker cab when somewhere where? Oh, boy, am I tongue-tied. When going somewhere, you could grab. You remember milk delivered to your door? But now that is gone forevermore. When sick, your daughter, doctor came to you. That they no longer do. Remember when TV came around and howdy-doody on the channel you found? And the cereal at the picture show to see them every week, you had to go. And that is the end of that one. <laughs> you know, I just, I was talking about milk this week because I ran out of milk and I had no milk for my coffee. And, and it was like, you know, whatever ha- why don't we have, why don't dairies deliver milk fresh to us anymore? That That's that, something that should never have gone away. Yeah, it Ever. went. Yeah, well, it went. Except it, for maybe you know. DNA tests or what shot that in the foot. Could be. They found Could out be. all the milkman had lots of little babies. <laughs> you yeah, belong that, to the milkman, what... Mama says. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I got one or two more, but I'll give you a pick this time. Okay. I got one called A Child Writes, Appreciation, which has got to do with poetry, Pride Inside, and Sarah and Farrah, Ron and John. It's a, a, a funny one. I have to pick. I have to pick a child rights. You got it. I figured that's what you do. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make it bigger here so I can read it. A child rights. Age knows no boundary when it comes to writing. I've read many by children that were very exciting. They may be young, but yearn to write very much to the reader's delight. So much their hearts have they have written, having by the poetry bug been bitten, smitten, sorry. Having the poetry bug been smitten. Their imaginations running wild. That so easily they can they write when by the child. And that's the end of that one. I love it. I love it so much. I'm glad you liked it. Uh... And just one minute. We jump to one more if you want. Now there is there is pride inside, or Sarah and Farrah if you want a funny one. 
Uh, whichever is the shortest one. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think Pride Inside is, is, is fairly short. Okay. So we'll yeah, because those are pretty short, so you can you can go ahead and do that, honey. Okay, here we go. Well, it's short, but it's, it's not really that short, but it's short. Uh, pride Inside. You have an enemy within your does does hide. He is well known to you as Pride. Pride stops you and others too, and only you this problem can undo. You alone can make pride work for you by doing the best that you can do. By writing what is in your heart, that is where you can make pride start. A good poet must reach down inside and use that pride that hides inside. So write the words only you can do and make that pride work for you. And the little note I always put at the very bottom, Pride in your writing will work for you. And that's the end of that one. <laughs> Beautiful. Bob, I'm so glad that you found your way to our show. I'm so glad that you are part of our family now and that you come here and share. And I'm just so joyful. Speaking of joy, please tell Joy, your beautiful wife, that we say hello. I will. She's not been too well this week, but I'll tell her. I'll make her, some, make her a cup of soup for me. Give her some, some uh, I'll make her a cup of tea. coffee. She prefers anyway. Okay. Uh, so that, I guess, is all you want from me tonight. Uh, Until next magic. week, my love. Okay. Now, one question more. When are you going to look at your messages, do you think? <laughs> I will I will look at them before I get off tonight. Okay. Do you be a good girl now and behave yourself? I will. I, oh. Well, I, my, I will try. No okay. promises. And I'll, but the only thing I have one more. Can I say one more thing to you? Sure. Okay, I'm very sorry that I can't enter your contest because I'm not that good at it. It's my age, I forget what I'm doing. So that's the only way I can do is just read them to you as I go here. Well, that is plenty enough, and that is a treasure and a prize for us. The By the time you came on the air, we were pretty much done with the contest. So I don't know if you would have been able to have uh, – it wouldn't have been – I think you came in like the last week of it, I think. I knew you, I knew you were, but I just didn't yeah. say, I'm sorry, I couldn't join. And now, first of all, let me just tell you, they can reach me, which I forgot to do, <laughs> is by looking on Facebook. And this is my own website called Windsor, Ontario Writers. Or they can look for Bob Taub and go from there. Awesome. All right, Bob, thank you so much. You did a great job tonight, and I appreciate you so much. I appreciate you, too. Thank you very much, Lila. Enjoy your life. (laughs) You, too, honey. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. Our next caller comes from Area Code, the world of fireflies, 731. 731, you are on the air. Hey, Nyla, this is Michael from West Tennessee. How close is Jimmy? How close is Jimmy? Jimmy is... We have after you. We have seven one seven two one nine and seven zero two. So he has two more before after you. I just want you to bring him up with me. You need him up there with you. Yeah. At the same time. Yeah, right now. Okay. 
Jimmy, are you with you us? There? Oh, Jimmy. Yes. Jimmy. 702. Not there. I don't know where he is. Okay, never mind. Throw him back in the dungeon. We'll deal with him later. He's so sad. Well, he's not the one sad I am. I was in the I was in the middle of reading some other stuff. I was reading one of your poems, The Secret of Me, and I really needed time to regain my composure. Uh. Anyway. Where did you find that? Well, let's just say we're not reading it on the show tonight because that bump and body parts deal definitely negates that one. So there you go. No, you know that's not an erotic poem at all. Oh, really? <laughs> it is absolutely not an erotic poem. Really? It's the opposite of an erotic poem. Okay. Well, then you'll you'll be glad. I tell you what. Why don't you agree to read it next week? And if you agree to that, trust me, I get rich selling tickets for that one. I will read it next week. Fantastic. I have something to look forward to in my life. Thank you. Thank you. Thank I you, have you. erotic poems. You've heard my erotic poems. I've got, and I, I would play them in the air. I mean, they're they're bad. I mean, they they are they are they are saucy fire, but they aren't graphic. They don't say cock, and they don't say nipple, and they don't say things like that that you say on adult shows. All right, that's the difference. So erotica is okay. Adult porn poems are not, and I don't do porn poems. That, but that one, that is absolutely not erotica. It's about not being erotica. I'll tell you something about your poems later off the air, and you'll step back and go, boy, I never thought about that. That never crossed okay. my mind. Okay. You're such an innocent child. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. Hey, I have some thoughts on Rumi. I love Rumi. Yeah. Some thoughts on Rumi by Michael Todd. I wonder if people paid much attention to Rumi, the poet and philosopher some 1,800 years ago. I tend to doubt it. But back then, existentialism may have been the LOL language of the in-crowd. I often wonder if Rumi had a chick on the side to bounce his daily ramblings and Maybe write down the good lines worth keeping for a compilation manuscript. When I try to imagine who in my lifetime Rumi might compare to, Burt Reynolds comes to mind. For a time, a nation hung on his airy word, even though he rarely spoke in full sentences. And he had Sally Field, the best ever chick on the side, in that car. In peace. I am so in love with that, I cannot even tell you. There's no measure of love that could be measured for that poem because too much. You remember that black firebird and Smoking the Bandit? Smoking, yep. Smoking the Bandit and Sally Fields, yep. Yeah, I kind of referred to that. I remember when I wrote that, I posted it, and people just, they brandished me, like, how dare you compare the great Rumi to Burt Reynolds? Wasn't it Burt Reynolds? Who was it? Was it Burt Reynolds? 
that did the commercial for legs pantyhose where it started the toes and it went up yep. and then it shows him in pantyhose and it says if, yep. if legs can make my if, if these can make my legs look this good imagine what they can do for yours yep do you remember that i do i, I, yeah. I will never forget that it was my it, it was that was amazing i love that poem michael thanks you're welcome so what else you have to share? Well, I'm still digging through all my stuff. I'm probably going to write anything this year because it's going to take me at least through the end of the year to find all my poems and stories. Uh, I'm finding more stories than I am poems now. I may have to read a story or two on your show. Your stories aren't stories, though. They are prose. They are narrative prose, and that is poetry, and you can read whatever you want to read. Mm, okay. What about rap? <laughs> you know what? I would pay you to rap. Oh, really? All right. Here you go from 2006. You come on and do Monk Champs if you want to. I'm fine with that. Hey. From the year 2006. I don't have much from 2006 now. It's a long time ago. This was during my, or the earliest of MySpace blogging. This is one of the first ten. I was just messing around. This is called Ode to the Blogger Rap by Michael Todd. To the blogger this we dedicate, he or she who lends their prose to fate, to make this place a better world, to get the boy or impress the girl. Who write about rights and what is wrong, the here and now and what is gone, along the great divide of the Internet span, right for the good of the masses since the net began. Those long on wisdom but short on sight, whose politics rarely lean to the right, write about religion though they claim no hope, write about reality when they just can't cope. Why write about a wagon when you have no horses? Why write about decisions when you won't make choices? Headlines are a great topic, but you have no body, some metallics and bold type and the script that's shoddy. If this is hard, it could be meaner, but a blogger will not be any cleaner. No profanity or shouting, there's not even a threat to anyone. That's usually a given. Give me a blogger who's for peace and love, one who looks for guidance from above, one who goes about with the writing, considering his neighbor. It's a labor of love, if it can be called labor. Show me this blogger who is good, kind, and true, who heaps praise on others and gives just due. Show this blogger to me, and I'll tell you his fate. He'll be lucky to be read by his own top eight. Because blogging is just a game, neither real nor fallacy, where the winners and the losers just aren't what they appear to be. When you press the final lever and your mind's at ease and it goes out in the darkness seeking comments, please. And when the feedback comes, you're a goat or you're a hero, you're 100% or maybe closer to zero. King of the world, an incredible feeder. If you fall on your face, you can just hit delete. In peace. Phenomenal. That was awesome. Not long enough. Not real. Huh? Not long enough. Not long long. enough. Well, long enough for me. I broke out in a sweat reading it. (laughs) Did you? It's hot in this room. There's people all over the world right now listening going, he said that? He seemed like such a nice boy. I thought he was. Mm-hmm. There we went. 
You are right. a nice boy. You're a southern. You're a southern man, not gentleman. Southern I'm man. Not. Fantastic. <laughs> All right. Hey, by the way, I just want you to know that I was going to take you a picture for Firefly the other night. I got right down on the ground. I had it. It was glowing, and I couldn't find it. Next thing I knew, I was spitting him out of my mouth. That oh, was God. scary. <laughs> that was scary. <laughs> and my old yellow cat's just watching the show, just laughing. Oh, why wasn't someone videoing that? That would have been. I'm so sorry you had a firefly in your mouth, but that sounds like the most awesome thing in the whole world. I want a firefly to land on my tongue. I want to stick my tongue out, have a firefly land right there, and just look at me. And I've go, seen a picture Ooh. of a frog that swallowed one. You can see the glow, and it's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Couldn't be okay. good for me, and it sure would have been good for the boog. <laughs> now I'm picturing you with glow in the dark teeth, big smile, and it's just like. Ah, uh, smile, yes. All right, thank next you week. for trying to take a picture of a firefly for me. I love you for that. Try. I'll for try again someday. Uh, my teeth will be clenching next time. Next week, you're going to read The Secret of Me. The Secret which of was Me. Published in published in 2011 in the Goldman Review. It was. It was. It was actually Dude, nominated for the Pushcart Prize as well. Great. I'm a groupie, you know this. You were on my website. Mm. Nope. I am not. Oh, that's in your secret stalker file then. That's okay. I have one on you, so we're okay. Love you. Bye. Love you too. Bye. (laughs) All right. Mr. Michael Todd. Our next caller. Oh, come on. There we go. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 717. 717, you're on the air. Hola! You scared the shit out of me. <laughs> Literally made me jump. That was so funny. I'm glad I didn't have to go to the bathroom. I would have been so embarrassed. <laughs> well, now you probably do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Excuse me, guys. I'll be right back. <laughs> James, how are you, sweetheart? I have no idea. But when I find out, run. (laughs) It sounds like you're doing very well. You sound like you're in a great mood. Yeah, relatively speaking. Awesome. That makes me happy. So what do you have for us this week, dear? Uh, Well, I have one from um, my upcoming book. Writing with Scissors. I think I'll do that one second. And I have one that I wrote last last night after hearing some reports of what happened in Texas. So it's uh, based on early reports instead of um, what we found out later. Hence some of the wording. Under a Texas sky, tears flowing, crestfallen faces weeping under a Texas sky. A fortnight of children, futures promised to believe finished. Another death's head man doing the devil's work, and people cry out, Where is God? Where is God? End of poem. 
Wow. That was incredible. You you write these, these, these little zingers that just are like, it's awesome. Well, it's the report. Later reports said that 19 kids died, and at mm-hmm. the time I heard it was it was, had been 14. Hence the, the use of the word Fortnite. A fantastic job on it for sure. Thank you. You're I kind of put down a category of poems that I wish was was never necessary to write. You know what I mean? Yep. But you know, it is necessary. And I'm glad that you do, and I'm glad that people are. You know, poetry isn't all just fluffy bunnies. Yeah. (laughs) This stuff has to be recorded and remembered and told and brought to the forefront. Remember when Columbine happened? I lived in Colorado, and I had uh, kids in high school. When Columbine, the very first big Columbine shooting happened, and it was it was horrifying. It absolutely crippled a nation. It petrified us, and now it happens. And and what? Hey, there was another high school shooting. Really? That sucks. Yeah. What else? Okay. So do you guys want to go get some coffee? Yeah, I've actually. How, how has it become almost to the point where there's there's no sure. shock factor or the outrage? comes from people who have again a vested interest in the story people are saying oh it's a gun issue it's not a gun issue it's a mental health issue you know our mental health care needs to be much better to take care of people who have mental health issues and they aren't just sit there and throwing pills at them and hope it goes away until something like this happens it's not a gun issue it is a mental health problem it is a health care problem it's a myriad of things involved with it it is and and each of the guns mental health and other things are equally are equally valid because it's all in that mm-hmm. but you know I, I was talking to bob our first caller of the night you know and i'm, I'm going off on a tangent but i'm going to do it anyway we talked to bob our first caller of the night and he's 88 years old right Christopher's father gave me a 22 rifle that he picked. He went picking strawberries for it, and he bought it at a and, and like a little pawn shop thing. And it was old when he got it. It's like made in 1910. This little 22 rifle, and he bought it when he was seven years old, and took it to school with him because they had target practice in PE. So little kids are running around with taking guns to school back then and are being taught how to shoot target practice at that age. So what happened between now and then? And I, can, I have my answers to that, and I'm sure we, all, we can all fill in that blank. But if kids were carrying guns to school back then and there were no big school shootings, why are there now? And that's the question that needs to be asked. Makes you think, doesn't it? I'm not sure people want to know what part of the answer is because it requires personal responsibility. And it and it, it would uh, 
get into the um, arena of religion, people and people don't want to hear that. Even though that um, it's a valid argument and a valid reason. I think but, one of the big yeah. reasons is that we have we've made a PS4 controller a babysitter and we set children down as babies in front of these games which absolutely desensitizes them to violence. You know, it's not they 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 sit there for hours after hours after hours killing 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 it just mm-hmm. and then, and the things that we see on TV. You know, we just we do not have there's there's a whole bunch of things I could go on forever. I'm not going to do that because I I get worked up about it. It's one of those topics that that absolutely strikes a chord with me. See, that's why writing these poems like this are important because it starts conversations like these. It starts an exchange of ideas. It stirs up passion. It stirs up anger. It stirs up action. You know, absolutely perfect example right there. Why writing about these things are so important? I mean, look what you just did to me. Rawr. <laughs> And just the dialogue, the exchange of ideas that it starts. Okay, so what else you have, love? All right, like you said, this is uh, from from page 25 of my upcoming book, Writing with Scissors. And it's titled, Get Thee Gone World. Momentary pause and east shore life turn to west bank existence. Home is more than refuge. Where I go, where I go to hide away from the world. Thirty turns, five and two, progeny eyes, longing, hold on, longing, failing to see that paternal face now grave, gone and dead. Roxanne speaking to Cyrano, such a great catch, but impassioned love, second fiddle to lava and volcanic ash and the other man who hurt you. I walk away, stone in a hill, cold and cut off the shadows. Medusa eyes left behind to stare at this get thee gone world, and I'm the bitter one. End of poem. And I'm the bitter one. I'm excited for this book of yours, Running With Scissors. Uh, well, it's actually, it, my publisher has already sent it to the printer, and I mm-hmm. actually got a PDF form of it. So um, maybe in can a month I, or so. Can I title your next book for you, James? Your follow-up book? Um, I've actually had two more in the works. That no, I want to give it the uh, title. Let I, me give it the title. You ready? All right. Your follow-up book needs to be titled "Scissors Should Not Run with Me." Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, come on! I like it. <laughs> I will keep that in mind for a book. Um, I do have one that I'm. I have two that I'm kind of working on. I don't have all the poems for them. One is Hebrew bedtime stories. So it's going to be all um, narrative poems of old to old and New Testament stories. And then I have another one. It's going to be a combination of uh, poetry and prose. You know, it's uh, poems and short stories. Um, 
Dorian Gray's Merrick. Oh, awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I think the original time was going to go with uh, Remember, Remember the 6th of November, but then I'm not sure if uh, that one's going to be my sixth book. It depends. Very cool. Well, keep me posted on the one you have coming out because I want to know Inquiring Minds and all that. Okay. So I can be found on Facebook, uh, uh, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, um, Hello Poetry, um, it's a new one, I can't remember the name of it, and I have a, a, a seller page on Fiverr. So um, the name is James Rothline, R-O-E-T-H-L-E-I-N. The name isn't spelled the way it sounds. So come check me out on any of those social media platforms. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, thank you so much. And we will talk to you next week? Yeah. Awesome. Thank you, sweetheart. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give the lineup here real quick, the next three callers, so you kind of have a heads up. We have area code 219, followed by 702, followed by 540. All right, so that's where we're sitting right now. 540, is that? No, that's not who I thought it was. All right, so let's go ahead and grab 219. 219, you're on the air. Hey, now how are you doing? This is Brother O on the line. How are you feeling? Hello, Brother O. How are you doing, sweetheart? It's good to hear from you. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm doing wonderful. Good. Absolutely wonderful. What do you have for us tonight? Uh, this is a, this is a most recent poem I finished uh Two days ago, called Living in the Richest Nation in the World, However. That's the title of it. Living in the richest nation in the world. However, the economy is in a stage of inflation and heading down the path towards another recession. Living in the richest nation in the world, I have a parents of infants are scrambling to find baby formula to feed them because of the widespread shortage nationwide. Forty percent of the baby formula supply was cut off due to a plant that manufactures it was shut down in February due to contamination issues. Living in the richest nation in the world, I have a gas prices and skyrocketed to nearly five dollars a gallon around this nation. You could potentially see the prices jump up to six dollars a gallon this summer because of low supplies, high demand, and crude oil prices over a hundred dollars a barrel. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, the cost of groceries, rent, utility, and all consumer goods are rising to levels not seen in forty years to offset the increases in wages and salaries. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, the conservative Majority of the U.S. Supreme Court is preparing to overturn Roe versus Wade, and most Republican-controlled states now have laws on the books either severely restricting 
I'm banning abortions outright and declaring them illegal. To all my LBGTQ brothers and sisters, be prepared for this conservative Supreme Court to try and attempt to overturn same-sex marriages and declare them illegal within the next five years. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, the crooked, corrupt Republicans and plotting and scheming began control of the House and Senate by during the 2022 midterm elections by suppressing our rights to vote. They are spearheaded by the sore-ass loser Donald Trump, who is still suffering from the losing the grandeur for convincing Republican votes that the 2020 presidential election was stolen from him. I guess that being a lie is more popular than being an honest and transparent speaker the truth. Yo, bro, you lost, and you still won't accept it. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, the majority of Americans are one major sickness, one major financial collapse, a natural disaster, or a catastrophic, catastrophic event from being homeless. I live from paycheck to paycheck. Living in the richest nation in the world, I've over 500,000 people are homeless and reside in rows of tents in every major American city because of the lack of affordable housing and monthly rents, ranging from $1,000 to $5,000 a month. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, the poorest Americans have no access to grocery stores, creating food deserts, no access to affordable health care, and no access to a quality education. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, women are earning 81 cents for every man dollar a man gets in his salary and wages. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, over 1 million Americans have perished from COVID-19. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, our First Amendment rights to free speech are gradually being suppressed. Now, voting rights are systematically being suppressed by those who are afraid of losing their power and they're afraid of what's going to happen in America in the next 20 to 50 years. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, we have to deal with black-on-black crime, the census of epidemic, uh, epidemic of census violence, mass shootings, racial profiling, police brutality, and the clear presence threat to white supremacists trying to kill as many black people as they can every day. My dear brothers and sisters, it's time for us to exercise our Second Amendment rights to bear weapons for our personal safety and protection by any means necessary for both domestic and foreign terrorists, like street hoodlums, lawless thugs, and white supremacists, in addition to carrying our Bibles out in these streets. Shoot first, ask questions later, and praise the Lord and pass ammunition. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, we got out-of-control fans showing a lack of home training, morals, values, and blatant disrespect for professional athletes due to their sense of entitlement and sporting events in our country. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, we saw Will Smith slap Chris Rock at the Oscars on live television, and Dave Chappelle getting bum-rushed and tackled to the ground by a deranged fan who jumped out on stage at the conclusion of his comedy routine. Just because of taking offense to a joke being told 
by comedians. If somebody ever tried to tap me over the poetry stage, I am knocking him out and having security escort him out the door, and they can handle him. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, we can scrape up $40 billion to assist with the, with the war in Ukraine while millions of Americans are struggling to meet their monthly expenses. To quote my favorite rapper of all time, Tupac Shakur, they got money for war can't feed the poor. Living in the richest nation in the world, obviously the Republicans are more interested in regaining control of Congress and holding on to their power and authority while sacrificing the interests of the American people and pledging their loyalty to Donald Trump. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, the Republicans and Democrats are deeply divided on passing laws on gun control, police brutality, voting rights, and tax cuts for the middle class, and they can't seem to get together to accomplish anything, get done things on Capitol Hill. What is wrong with these people? They're incompetent as leaders. Living in the richest nation in the world, our young people don't even feel safe going to school because of being afraid of being shot and killed by government full of anger and rage who have absolutely no respect and no value for human life. Living in the richest nation in the world, however, the Republicans don't have the balls to stand up to lobbyists and special interest groups and refuse to accept their contributions to their reelection campaigns. Brothers and sisters, when you see all these suppressive laws being passed by the Republicans, remember this. Always follow the money trail. And poem. Always follow the money trails. I love the line in there. Just stuck. It should be a bumper sticker. What's wrong with these people? Question mark. But then right. again, it leaves it open to interpretation, and then it could be offensive. But I still love that line. Maybe not a, as a bumper sticker. Right. But I love that line. What's wrong with these people? Right. What's wrong with them? Got a bunch, we, got a, we got a bunch of nuts Another case in there. That's what's going on. Uncertifiable nuts. I'm not afraid to say it. Oh, now I'm just picturing everybody running around looking like Mr. Peanut. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, my darling. Tell everyone how to find you. You can find me on... Facebook on Omar Brother Gatman. Uh, thank you for just uh, just supporting me while I'm still in the hospital waiting on our transplant. I'm, that poem that I did tonight is actually on my on my Facebook live page. I posted a, the live video of it a few days ago. Just check that out. And if you want a lot of few a lot of new stuff I'm doing, you know, it's just just amazing that. I'm able to speak out on issues because it, I feel it's important to bring these issues out in the open and have a uh, constructive dialogue and uh, come up with solutions to these problems that we have, especially getting the mental health services that most people need because of trauma, because of PTSD, whatever you 
you may call, whatever you may think of mental health issues. And people kill people with guns. Guns don't kill people. People choose to kill people with guns as a way to solve their disputes. So thank you very much for listening, and thank you for your support every week. You are very welcome, Brother O, and we will talk to you next week, okay? Oh, definitely. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you so much. Thank you. You're welcome. Bye, hon. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 702 from the land of glitter. That's hey, right, Jimmy. Sin City. Hey, Jimmy Ray Davis, word machinist. Very happy to be here, Nyla. I am happy. You know, your voice sounds like you should be from there. I'll make you swim really? with the fishies. But I'm not from here, though. That's I know, but you're there now. Yeah, for too long. Um, so, Nyla, how have you been, man? You know, I heard you I've, trying to get a hold of me earlier, and I was away from my phone, and then I came back, and you didn't look at the chat, so I'll have to catch Mike next time. Well, the, the moment passed. You know, you're supposed to be sitting here uh, waiting tentatively for any mention but, of your greatness. <laughs> but, oh, my, my greatness, I love it. Um, no, uh, but in, my, you know, in all fairness, I knew I was five callers away, so I thought I had a minute. I know, I know, it's okay. But next time, take the phone to the bathroom with you. Uh, I can't because I'm having issues charging it. That's why I had to call back and have you redo the lineup for me because oh, when I'm I unplug so glad it, that's I can't where those issues with, that issue went. Yeah, I, I can't. <laughs> I, it won't charge without being off, so I, had, I have to drop the call to, to charge it, and I was low on battery. So anyway, we're going to do um, – oh, well – Real quick piece of news you would have known already, but you don't come by my page anymore very much. Uh, Connor graduated today. Very proud of him. I saw that, and I saw pictures, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, when I met you, these were three little itty-bitty tykes, little itty-bitty bundles of, of rowdiness, cute little and, – and they got whiskers and shit, and they're, they're, they're <laughs> gorgeous. Yeah. I looked at him and I thought, oh, yeah. my God, he is hot. Oh, my God, I just said he's hot. Oh, I can't say that about Jeff. Well, just a baby. Oh, my God, I'm a, I'm a cougar. I'm an old lady. What? Uh, he, eh. Yeah, that's the whole thing happened. <laughs> well, it chips, chips off the old block. What can I say? Uh, right. Oh, yeah, Daddy's but, uh, still the hottest. Daddy's still got it, that's for sure. Not, hey. So, uh, Nyla, this, I, I'm going to read one new and one old poem. And, the stain, uh, I heard new, you had a new one. Yes, yes. Uh, and that's, I'm going to read my newest poem. And this, uh, this was interesting because I was just asked recently, a good friend asked me about the process. Do I plot a whole poem out and then just write it down? Do I kind of take it as it comes? And it depends. It can vary. But in this particular instance, I had a vision, I guess. I had just had this story in my head of this waitress, and I knew what, what ultimately what it was going to be. And I had to flesh it out as I wrote it, and it came very quickly once I got back on it. And um, the brevity, you know, the the importance of because uh, I'm not really a message guy because I don't think that I'm anybody to be, you know, telling anybody else what to do. And you can argue or not, but but I like to I like to portray what I feel. 
if it and if it's if it's something that um, is meaningful or or something that could affect somebody or maybe maybe it mirrors something going on in their life, then all the better. And um, the value, I guess, behind the story of this poem didn't hit me until I read through it um, a few times. So we'll let you see what you think. This is Port Wine Smile. A smudge on her apron had a port wine smile, tending to the coffee whores barking for a refill. Takes her time reflecting, better than decking them out, she muses. This greasy spoon is a way station that became a destination. Dreams aren't born here. They are destroyed. Scribbling on napkins her little poems with grease splotches of plenty. She never shows them. Log, no, she thinks. All the giggles and pointing fingers at the portly woman with a smudge on her apron and a port wine smile. Even when she's blue. They call her beefsteak. She can't for the life of her remember where she got such a name. Maybe a light-hearted quip or a mean-spirited joke. She don't care none. Life is life, is what it's going to be. Here in this greasy spoon where dreams are destroyed, yet none are born. Madam, my coffee, please. Mr. Filbert, demanding cuss. She walks over, port wine smiling. Hurrying home, that damn bus, lurching forward, clipping her shoulder. Knocked me on my beefsteak ass, she laughs through a port wine smile. All those little papers, greasy spoon confetti, if you will. Coming to and seeing that strange goateed man reading them intently. These yours, ma'am? They're they just my little poems, she says, rising to her feet. The man had disappeared. A week later, amid the coffee whores bleeding for refills, beefsteak calmly complies. Port wine smile, greasy spoon smudge on her best apron. Hey, Dorothy, letter for you. Interest peaked. Opening it, walking outside into the sunshine, leaving behind the chaotic workday. Her tears run down her face into her port wine smile because once in a long, long while, even at a greasy spoon, dreams really do come true. End poem. Aww. That almost made me cry. But tears of happiness. I know, right? Well, I, you know, I didn't, I, I just, I, I thought of it as a, a, you know, obviously it was kind of a cute story that, Realistically, the nickname came first, and I, and I was thinking about the character, and I actually that was the first time that was the working title, Beefsteak, and I thought, God, you know, it's just not working for me as a title. It would be kind of cool because people don't have any idea what what it pertains to within the work, but uh, I changed it kind of last minute before I posted it. Um, but as I said, reading it again, reading it back, I realized how big a story it could be and how many how many people are out there with a similar story? You know, here she is scribbling little poems for, you know, decades in this dead-end job, not thinking anything about it. It's just a hobby she likes to do. Nobody's ever read them. And, and by through fate, it in, in some ways could have maybe almost killed her. These things, these little scribblings are discovered, and she's going to, you know, she's going to be 
they're going to be published. Or she's going to be. I actually had a. There was, there was one person that didn't get it. It was like, what was in the letter? And I'm like, you're <laughs> you didn't listen to the Palm Beach <laughs> <you know>? issue. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, and it's cool because that's it. we always talk about it. It's up for interpretation, and you know, everybody gets different pieces at different times sometimes. But um, that's ultimately uh, where that came from. And I think that it, it could even be my story in a, in a way. I mean, how long have I been grinding away at this, working in this warehouse job, which is paying bills, and, and writing and doing this? And, and there was a time when I would be scribbling on a notepad or, or papers in my car at stoplights and just a line here, a line there, things coming into my head and just frantically getting out. And what if I, uh, you know, I haven't really done – I haven't reached the pinnacle yet, and hopefully I will. But uh, it could be many, it could be many uh, different people's stories they could get something out of that. And I guess the message is, you know, don't wait to get hit by a bus. Exactly. Um, Nyla, you've played this one before on the show. And um, I, think you had told, I think you had told me it was one of your favorites. But then again, you say that about all of them. You're too sweet to me. That's why I love you so much. <laughs> um, so this one is uh, what it's on my it's on my reverb page. Um, I, I'll talk a little bit about the creation of it after, and I'll try to keep it quick and keep the, keep the time moving here. But um, this was uh, this. Like you, I write a lot of free verse. I issue the classic forms, and you're right in, in what you were saying earlier in the show. We should still embrace uh, the forms and what they are, and know what they are. And maybe occasionally dabble and take a foray into that direction. Um, I do agree with that, but generally speaking, I don't do that. Uh, I'm free verse all the way, and I've gotten the <laughs> stigma or reputation or whatever you want to say for writing dark things. But what's how do you see the light without getting, going through the darkness? We talked about before. You know, I'm not mm-hmm. writing. Uh, um, some things are really dark and dreary and don't end well, but a lot of them do, like an Iron Horse Angel. Um, the ending is really good in Port Wine Smile. The ending is, well, that wasn't really dark, but um, Angels Cried Above is ends badly and, and, and unseen. But it can vary. But unfortunately getting into that sometimes, you know, and that's why a lot of my stuff lately has been a little more on the lighthearted side because I like to write about everything, anything, dark, light, whatever. Um, but this one, I would say, probably of all my body of work, hundreds and hundreds of poems, is probably closest to what could be considered classic poetry. Not in form, but just in content. So this is holding on <laughs> just outside Ashburn, Illinois. You disrobed in a hyacinth morning amid the blossoms in the meadow. Head shake and the bronze velvet of your hair was dazzling in the early morning sun. I watched unhindered from the Thompson's barn, eyes never wavering from your splendor. You flickered with the breeze as you danced the dance of angels. Hypnotized by your haunting beauty, I stumbled and fumbled with the latch. As you looked into my eyes with shimmering orb pools, the blue of the tides, and I ran reckless down a dirty gravel road, kicking rocks in my wake. Too many mornings in the last year, I found myself here in the dilapidated barn, like a forgotten rusty pitchfork or a prolific peeping tom, but that's not my game. Nor does it begin to explain my lasciviousness, which borders on fanaticism. 
The fruit trees frame the day like a destry photograph, unpurged by shadows and lines, antiquities of another time and the rhyme that flows from my lips, ancient and sublime, a capturing of moments until, like you, they are gone. I ride a freight to Ashburg, for it seems a sacrilege to drive. The countryside rolls out before me, lucid in its timelessness, buffered on the winds of unchanged, strange, how the hills seem to bask in the everglow of the glory of the story of life. Stoic and quiet as though watching. I tip the felt brim of my hat as Ashburg greets the train. Making my way through the sleepy village, I hurry as I am late. Sprinting the length of gravel, I slip into the opening of the barn. Wending my way to the window, gazing out at the vestige of your nakedness right before you disappear. It seems I just missed your ghost. So I trudge a forgotten path to your grave, simply to say, I'm sorry. Impulse. That was phenomenal. Epic. Thank you, Nyla. You're absolutely and, welcome. And, you know, and then, and, you know, here we go again where um, in this particular, and I remember, I remember a lot of the creative processes, but in this particular piece, um, the first, it, this was meant as a very short poem. The first verse and then a couple lines about, you know, the idea that, uh, He's not, you know, at first you think he's looking through the barn and he's seeing this woman, she's, she's naked and she's beautiful and he's, and there's a purpose behind it. He's not just some creepy guy. I mean, uh, and then, but then I wanted to expand it because I started thinking about, um, I, I started thinking about the countryside and I started thinking about the town and I started thinking about getting there by a train and it seemed like you could take this one simple verse and make it more of, a, a, flesh it out more as a story. And of course, the twist, which I... You know, me and my twist, I love to do them, mm-hmm. um, is that she's not there at all. She's dead. That's her ghost. And that's why he goes. Through. And what he's apologizing for, there you go. I mean, we're, we're completely up to, uh, uh, you know, interpretation. Um, but he obviously feels some guilt behind her not being there anymore. And that's why he makes this journey. So, um, but. That's why we do it, right? We're telling a story. Well, phenomenal job on that. And you're getting some love in the chat room, too, you'll see. Yeah, I, have, I, I can't go back. I'm not like you. See, I can't multitask like you. You're all over the place. And by the <laughs> way, you were just, you like tickled the hell out of me earlier. When you were, when you were talking about uh, your drum roll, you got so excited about your drum roll. And, and then when you lost, you, you were telling everyone, okay, hold on a second. And you started humming some little, I couldn't even decipher what you're doing. You just, you are so absolutely adorable, and you have this. You have. You, I'm being completely serious here, and I like because we've known each other a long time. We don't have to whitewash anything. See, the thing is, is that we've been friends. Michael, you, me, Todd, Rose, the Lorries. I, I could go on and on, but it's still a small circle when you think about it in a larger scheme. Mm-hmm. And I, I will not get. And I, especially on your show, we'll not get cynical here, but I've noticed that circle gets smaller and smaller, but there are constants, and those constants are there. And me paying you a compliment is not going it, it, to be – it's not – it couldn't be for anything other than what I see. And you have this indelible charm, 
And we come here, this is why I put you in that verse with Jimmy Musgrave, we come here to read our poems, we come here to share our poetry, we come here to be part of something that's special. But the catalyst has been and always will be you and your charm, and we want to be here for you, with you, as well as each other. You made me cry. No, no, don't cry. You know I'm right. I, I mean, no, no. I, I, it, 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 sometimes, you know, we take it for granted. You've been doing this 15 years, and we talk, and we laugh, and, we, and, and you know, you, we talk about the poems, but sometimes it just hits you, and um, the importance of it, and, but, the, but the little intricate things behind it that, uh, keep, that hold it together, and that is you when you're the glue, and, and I, as well as everybody that calls in here listens, truly appreciate you. <laughs> I appreciate you. Thank you. <clears throat> now, I will not hold up tonight anymore. I will not make you cry any longer. Um, we uh, so word machinist. Uh, I'll I, as I said, I will not let anybody else know. I said right here on Speakeasy first what future plans are. Some things are in the works. But right now, ReverbNation.com forward slash word machinist. You can hear my recordings. I'm I want to add some more there. I have it in over a decade, and we're going to try to get some more pieces on there. Um, also, uh, uh, just a shout-out to all the other poets. Keep doing what you're doing. I love it, and it's, it is important. Um, also, a quick shout-out to Ladybug Press for the important work that they are uh, trying to accomplish. They've been great help uh, and support and inspiration for me. And, uh, Nyla, you, you, I want you to have a wonderful night. Thank you. And Todd C. says he hopes you'll stick around for his. Well, is he coming up soon? <laughs> um, I think he is. Three, one. There's one more before him. Okay. He's in, yeah. he's, there's one caller than you, or than 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 him. <laughs> then I absolutely will. Absolutely, for my buddy, my broham, I will do it. Nyla, I love you. Thank you, and you have a love you too. Night. All right, I'll put John hold so you can listen. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. All right, I'm going to go ahead and give our next three callers. We have 540 followed by 215 and then 216. I also want to let area codes 815 and 504 know that you are not in the lineups, 504 and 815. If the two of you would like to come, there we go, we have 815. So 504, you are not in the lineup. If you want to come on and you would like to read then press one, Mr. Moon Cookie. I see you hiding down there. I love you. Hugs and kisses and smoochies. If you're just hanging out and listening, I'm really glad you're here. If you decide you want to come on, press one, baby. All right, let's go ahead and grab area code 540. 540, you're on the air. 540, are you with me? Are you muted? Dun, 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 dun. 540. Five four zero, are you here? I want you to come and read some poetry. Won't you come and read with me? Five four zero. I don't know if you're muted, but I can't hear you if you're talking. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put you on hold. Let me mark your call with my special I need to bring you back code. And we will come back in and check with you in just a minute, 540. All right. Let's go ahead and grab Todd on 315. 315, are you with us? 
Yes, I am. <laughs> Hi, sweetheart. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I am doing absolutely wonderful. It is well, good to hear great. from you. You kind of messed me up because you were talking about the uh, area codes and I didn't even hear mine, so. <laughs> Uh-oh. Well, we got Jimmy, to hear. Jimmy, was, Jimmy, Jimmy just blew me away again with his pros because, I mean, he is the king. He's the king writer of storytelling. I swear to God, that guy, I mean, I love him to death. He's going to be, he's going to write a bestseller one of these days. You know, I absolutely agree with you. And my biggest problem with Jimmy is that I don't think that he actually realizes how good of a writer he is. I mean, he's got, he's, he's a strong writer and he's a strong voice and he has an ego. All right. And I love that. But I think that he has no clue the measure of how talented he actually really is. And well, I have been pushing him and pushing him and pushing him for years. He's listening, he's awesome. so let me finish so I can, so I can publicly scold him. Um, I've been, for years I've been sending him places to submit his work, things that are like perfect fits for his writing. And I don't know if he's ever done it. Jimmy, are you listening to us? But I really think that he should. I I think it is absolutely a tragedy that his work isn't out there getting published, that he is, doesn't have a book out there yet, because he should. He absolutely should. And maybe if all of us really start encouraging him, he will lean yeah. in that direction. Well, because I'm, for as strong I'm hoping, of a voice he is, I still think there's something holding myself. him back because he hasn't done it yet. Well, neither have I. Neither have I. You know? Well, shame on you. Well, I so thought you had I, one. I mean, I I get it. You know, I mean, I do. I get it. All right, so you but, and Jimmy, right, you're going to be book buds. Yeah. That's the new word. You're book buds. You're accountable to each other. Get on each other and start talking about it. Start figuring it out. Well, and you guys can me and Jimmy, make each other accountable. Me and Jimmy have talked. Me and Jimmy have talked about so many things. And and I'm just learning about his, uh, the, whatever it was he mentioned tonight, the website he's in, mm-hmm. which I don't know anything about. But me and Jimmy are definitely going to do something together someday. I can, I feel it. You know, I mean, I really do. I mean, you guys are book buds and just really start start the conversation about publishing books together. And at least yeah. have that be a dialogue between the two of you. So that it's tangible. When you speak something out loud, when you start talking about something out loud, it gives it legs. Until then, well, it's just true. a bubble bouncing around in your heads. But when, when you talk about it out loud, I want to work on a book. What should we do, Jimmy? I don't know, Todd. What should we do? Let's Google something and find out. When you start that dialogue, it grows legs and it moves forward. But it can't unless well, it's spoken about. So the two of you need to do that. That's your homework. Well, you know what I want to do with Jimmy? I want to write one of them. I want to write a script, just like you know right. the black and white movies in modern day, like uh, uh, like kind uh, of. I'm trying to think of what I'm trying to say. Um, like the silent movies. No, no. I mean, like, I mean, like movies like uh, you know Matt Dillon and uh, oh, oh, oh. I, now. 
my brain just went dead. But I told Jimmy this a million times. When I read his prose, I think of a of a modern day story, but it's in black and white. But then there's like colored things in the background. You know what I mean? Like like a black and white scene with a colored role. Like an Andy Warhol colored... version of a Sam Spade movie. Yeah, yeah something, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, when I, when I read his stuff, I get transported. I swear to God, I, you know, I love his writing. I mean, his, mm-hmm. his prose, to me, is second to none. I mean, that's just how it is. But, I agree. So now I'm going I'm to talk about what I wrote tonight before I came out here. Because I'm, I'm really, I'm really disillusioned, I'm really pissed off, I'm really confused, I'm really, I have two grandchildren, you know, kids go to school with an expectation of coming home safe and they're not, and it's fucking crushing me. I'm sorry about the language, I don't know what I'm allowed to say, but, well, this is called the human stain. I'm lost in a moment of empathy and stomach-churning emotions painful emotions for the grieving parents of little angels lost with humility and grateful for universal gratitude that I cannot truly comprehend the loss. Oh, the gut-wrenching pain that will never wane. Deep pain caused by the human stain. To do so, like a method actor, I would have to create a heartbreaking scenario in my mind. So I chose fast forward. Well, sadly, they are stuck on rewind. Tears, acidic, with each river formed from the accumulated, broken dam of unexpected, brutal force. A river of tears that begs to change its course as it steadily fills lake remorse. Why do we humans destroy everything we don't understand? Why do we try to conquer the land? Why did we destroy the villages of families with a redder hue of skin? And the escalating violence continues in a war only the devil wins. Why do humans feel like our survival is relevant? We destroy children, each other, steal tusks from the elephants. Why? If we hold human life in such high regard, why are humans, innocent children, isn't it animals looked at as mere things to discard? How could these issues be matters of political views? Souls gathered in death and blood-red hues. Why is it always humans that light the fuse? When do we humans say, I refuse? I refuse to accept death as a way of life. I refuse to accept apathy. And whose beliefs are devoid of any life? Barely hiding a message of, we win with might. Words of contrite, and these words bite. But they know they aren't right. When we follow a tribe, we lose individual sight. You fucking politicians are trusted with a job. And the job is not to be ruled by your mob. Sensible gun laws have to be enacted. Passed. Off-the-wall beliefs must be retracted. The standard policies must be enacted. What are we going to decide on an act of contrition? Children are dying because of the division. Saving innocence should be our decision to set aside all the dirt. 
You just cannot hate the broken son who chose infamy with a loaded gun, void of any compassion, void of any love, obviously broken. He was an innocent child himself as her, came into this world without thoughts of hurt, his own innocence buried in hate-filled dirt, his guidance void of any longing words of self-work. Where he now lays with 19 souls, prematurely buried in six front of earth. May they all rest in peace. End quote. It's a terrible thing. Beautiful poem. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Needed I mean, poem. If you can actually say beautiful in a tragedy like that, but yeah, it's it, it just it, it fucking it, it hurts. It destroys me. I got I got two little grandchildren, and I got to worry about you know them going to school and some idiot walking into a classroom because Texas and other states have decided that it doesn't matter you know who you are. Anybody can get a gun. You know everybody should own a gun. I got arguments with a friend of mine. That, I, that I've known my whole life who says that parents just need to talk to their kids. Really? Is that, is that what it comes down to? Parents do need to talk to their kids. Parents need to pay attention to their kids. Parents need to it, pay attention to who's raising their kids and what's but, raising their but kids. Nyla, but, Nyla, here's my argument to that argument. We live in a society of broken families, of, of single mothers, it, 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 it's, it's, it's more than that. The, the, the family dynamic is broken down it in is. this country so bad that, you know, I mean, I don't even know how to explain it. You know, if if it's a if it's a generation of single moms and raising kids and all this, you know, where is the sense of community? Where's the sense of family? Where's the grandmother that does? You know, why isn't the grandmother stepping in there? Why isn't well, the grandmother you know, the community shot. stepping in there? You know, but you know what I'm saying. You know, why yeah. don't we care about our neighbors anymore? Why don't we? Because we let we are so addicted to government cheese and let Big Brother take care of it that we don't give a shit about each other anymore. Well, that's, that's And we don't pay attention to what's that's, going around what us. That's what I'm saying. This is, on around us. Right. This yeah. is my whole point. This is my whole point. Mm-hmm. We, we've become a society uh, devoid of human contact. You know, yep. people, people would rather text, that, text and whatever than, than actually sit there and talk on the phone and hear somebody's voice. I mean, that's how bad it is. Think about it. Think about how many, how many of your contacts that talk to you through text messages don't call, you know, don't hear your voice. I mean, I don't know. That's just the way it seems. Yeah. So it, it's terrible. Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you a story it's sometime. It's, it's I'll tell you a story sometime, not on the air, but we'll, we'll talk about that yeah. sometime. Well, good. Let's, let's, let's do that. Yeah. Let's do that. What else you have, love? Uh, well, that was really the only thing I really came prepared for tonight. You know. What? Not even a haiku. I, I wrote. Um, you know. Come on, give me, give me a haiku. Put me on the spot because you are the queen. You are the queen of haiku. So, I can't, I can't really just come up with them at the spur of the moment. 
Yeah, I, I really don't really have any. I do not know what you are saying. I don't what, think what that is true. You are, Read me a haiku. That was a haiku. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. You do it. You're sneaky <laughs> like that. It, it took me. It took me reading about uh, five of your messages that time on my thread before I realized you were high toned me to death. <laughs> those of you, uh, those of you guys, you, if you've not seen the haiku thread it, on my page, it's posted to the top. So go to my page and you'll see the thing about writing a haiku. And it's really fun because people have been jumping in there and adding haikus and doing the haiku a day thing. And it's really made it kind of a game. But that whole thread is freaking hysterical. It is pretty funny. <laughs> and I just, I am absolutely delighted, Todd. You have no idea how delighted I have been that you have just jumped right in there, you know, feet first, and have just been playing with that with me. I think that's just, that's awesome. Well, I really enjoyed know, that. Thank you. I've been, you're welcome. I mean, like Jimmy, I've got all these creations, and then I go and I go, I get in bouts of, I just tune out, you know, don't go on social media or whatever. I'm only using one platform right now, uh, but I should be using probably five or six other ones, you know. But, you know, I get caught up in life, you know, working mm-hmm. and doing all these things. But I, I, I'm really enjoying coming back here again, listening to everybody on the phone and, you know, reading and, and reconnecting with you, it's awesome. So here's here's one of my favorite, my favorites of Todd. This is a Todd A. Carter haiku. Okay. Last day of the week, out early, got my 40. I think I'll go fishing. <laughs> I wonder how many people, when I said got my 40, thought I was talking about a 40 of beer. But I really meant my 40 hours. <laughs> I, I knew you meant, my first thought was beer. I'm not going to lie. And I, that's then what I, instantly I figured, I knew I you figured meant, so many people did too. Yeah, <laughs> then I knew you meant 40 hours a week. But I, I kind of liked the fact that it could go either way there. Well, that's you why know? I put that in there. I, I mean, mm-hmm. you know how I am. I like to, I like to put little, I like to plant little seeds. So. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I love that but, one, especially because I, I love fishing so much. Comments, people thought I met a 40. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's your second well, poem. I read it for you. Thank you, Darrell. You're welcome. So I'll, uh, I'll, I'll leave room for the, the next amount of calls, but you'll see me next week. I'll t- okay. All right. Sorry. There was one of those squirrels I talked about earlier. It ran right in front of my screen, and poof, I was gone. So when I tried to bring on the call right before yours, Larry, uh, and he didn't answer, I just found out it's because he's show hopping. He said, I'm show hopping. If I don't answer when you bring me on the air, just come back to me. <laughs> it's like, what? Really? Really? <laughs> I don't want to be your sloppy cool. seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, I'll Larry. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Todd, honey, tell everyone how to find you, sweetheart. Uh, Facebook, Todd A. Carter. I also have my writing page that, you know, they they, they send me messages saying, you know, so-and-so viewed it. But uh, that's the collected, collected works of T.A. Carter. And Perfect. Facebook. 
All right, sweetheart. We'll talk to you. Ne- well, I'll talk to you before next week, but we'll talk to you next week. All right. Okay, now. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah, <laughs> yeah send me a message or something. Talk, talk to me this week. Right. <laughs> Keep those haikus coming, okay? Yeah, I'll start those back up again after I do this uh, 10-day uh, challenge thing. Okay, perfect. I'm on day, I'm, I'll be on day four tomorrow. Perfect. All right. Thank you, honey. All right, sweetheart. Good night. Good night. All righty. Make sure, Todd, that you send me your address, by the way, so I can get you your package for your prize you won. All right. Our next caller comes from, I'm going to, actually, I need to check and see if I can get Larry back on. See if he's done show shopping. Larry, are you with us? Larry, are you there? Larry. I wonder who he's cheating on me with. I wonder who he's with right this moment reading a poem to. Oh, the travesty of it all. All right, I'm going to put him back on mute. Let's go ahead and grab Mama, my love, because I know she is not show hopping on me. 216, Mama, you're on the air. Yes, Todd, you won a prize. You're one of the prize winners for Poetry Month. I need your address. Hi, Mama. Hi. No, I already show hopped. That's why I got here late. I show hopped on you. <laughs> well, see, you, you don't have me on hold right now. I mean, literally, I've tried to ring Larry on twice now, and I'm on hold. And he is, as we speak, cooing in someone else's ear. I know. But I sent you messages with something I was trying to do. I was trying to <clears throat> advertise something I was trying to do. And I used a picture that um, Jimmy, Jimmy Ray had made of me with the reface. And it came out so cool. I sent you one. So I think I sent him one, too. He is so cool. So I'm um, I'm using that as a promo picture for the a plan that I have on uh, on Clubhouse. So follow oh, me cool. over there and see what's going on. Yeah, that was cool. So anyway, I'm going to read a poem that Facebook sent to me. It's a prose. And they sent it to me. I guess I might have wrote it in 2015 or 2010 or whatever. But um, I like it, and it's interesting. So let me see where my head was back then. I think this poem is about the first time I went to an AA meeting as a poet and was really getting both the best of both worlds. I was getting like poetic uh, uh, messages, and I was getting uh, sober, too. So it's called The Microphone, a short story, and goes like this. Once upon a time, there was a big convention. The hotel was packed with hundreds of folks from near and far. Each room was entertaining a different set of visitors. I darted in and out of these seminars and workshops like a kid in a candy factory. Every room I went into was addressing a topic. And each room had a podium and a microphone set up. Excitedly, I would stand in the back near the wall as I received the message from the topic and took notes. So far, I had heard people speak about gratitude, staying spiritually fit, first things first. I kept hearing, keep coming back, 
keep coming back. I was wondering why everyone was so eager for me to come back when I hadn't even left yet. There was passion, laughing and crying in those rooms. People were sharing their experience and giving new hope to people who may have felt there was none. The last room I went in was different. The people were quiet. They were all writing down things on tablets. The speaker spoke into the microphone on a stand instead of holding it in her hand. She was also using a lot of hand gestures as she delivered her speech or her lecture or her remarks. Actually, I did not know what she was saying. It seemed as everyone could hear her but me. I felt like saying, turn on your microphone. As she finished her time at the podium, everyone started clapping. I turned to the person next to me and said, I wish I had heard that. I felt as if I was the only one in the room who did not hear what she had said. He answered, I wish I had heard her too. More confused now than ever, I replied, well, why did you clap for her then? He said, because I felt her pain. As I was about to exit the room, I walked over to the speaker to tell her that it seemed I could not hear her message. And she said, that's because you can hear. My message was for the non-hearing people. We are all deaf in here. We read lips, and we use a form of communication called signing. He looked embarrassed and was about to say, then why did you use the microphone? <laughs> she handed him a book of her poems. She could see the question mark on his face. Yes, you want to know why the microphone, don't you? Exactly, he answered. You just read my mind. She laughed and said, we all want to appear normal. And just like any other poet, that mic gives us a sense of power. See, we are all addicted to poetry. More importantly, we are also aware of our shortcomings. We use a microphone, but we just move our mouths, hoping that hearing people like you will become a part of our world for once. He moved in a little closer and said to her, I thank you for the book, and I would like to learn to sign as well. And then, with only his lips moving and no sound coming out, he moved in even closer to her and mouthed. But nothing would please me more than to learn. I mean, I would just love to learn to read your lips. Poem. Ew. Hmm. 
that was awfully nice. I love that. I mean, I love the I love the the sassiness at the end, but the whole message of it. Yeah. You know why yeah, the mic? If I did write, read it, write it or wherever I got it from, it got my name on it, but um, it's really old, so I'm glad they sent it to me. It's really a good story. It is. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yes. For a bunch of different reasons. Right, right. I know the reasons. Probably the same reasons I liked it, too. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, because I know what AA is about, and being a poet, going to AA for the first time, I can see I can see where my excitement and everything would come from, just running in and out of places. Because basically everybody's getting up there telling their own little personal stories and uh, telling things about their lives and how they overcame whatever substance they were using. So I love AA, I love poetry, so I kind of like think that was a a good combination of uh, of stories about uh, staying sober and also uh, being a poet. And a deaf poet is that. <laughs> Absolutely agree. Are you going to share another one with this, Mama? Um, I'll find a short one. I think I did a haiku for you. Um it's over there on Facebook. Uh, let me see if I can find it. It was a short haiku, but somebody else had did one a day, and I just kind of like said, wait a minute. I'm going to put one on here too because uh, he was speaking about the uh, what happened in that school the other day. And uh, after I saw his haiku, I said, you know what, I'm just going to put a little one up here too. Oh, that's what I did. Yeah. Okay. It's called... Uh, is it here? Wait a minute. It should be right on the top. Oh, it was on somebody else's page. Did I put it on my page? Did I copy and paste it? Uh, oh, no. Okay, I can't find that one because it was really cute. Oh, I'll read this one. It's not a short one, though. It's kind of a mean poem. It's about me standing up on the stage um, about to do a poem and couldn't remember the poem. Couldn't get any words out of my mouth. I just standing up there looking stupid. I don't know if that's ever happened to anybody. But it goes like this. I had an attitude about something. I don't know. I didn't remember the poem I wrote this. It goes like this. I said something, but not a word was uttered. Room quiet. I could hear a rat pee on butter. My lips were dry and chapped. Mouth dry, I cursed a face slap. Using only my eyes, the audience staring strangely at me, waiting for an expression of a mad woman. Puffs of smoke went twirling into the air, releasing my soul into the atmosphere. I choked on my angry thoughts and began to lash with my razor-sharp tongue. Okay, it's either you or me, 
on the same wavelength or you'll keep being childish. Got me spinning in circles. I said something, but only with my eyes. The person driving next to me had got me so upset. Was playing God Bless the USA on Memorial Day. Head bobbing, windows open. I was like, Negro, please. I said something. I held the mic in my hand. I looked around the room with dangerous eyes. Another sick fuck holding on to nightmarish dreams. Been a long time since I spoke in sign language. So I flipped him a bird. That's the language he understood. I said something. I held on to the mic. The mic's in my hand. Look around the room with dangerous eyes. Room quiet. Rubbing my hands together. Waiting to see if any other soul could overstand being frustrated and confused. I feel hurt. I dwell on past pain. I feel my grandmother and my daughter who tried to change things. I see dead Negroes being imitated, influencing the living. Grown-up children invited me to play in their pigsty. Did not know these kind of people still were still around. Meek attack from some drunk punk about to get their eyeballs jabbed out. Every curse I knew was spewed. Been so long since I had to wear that cloak. I'm dangerous, mysterious, elevated metamorph who can revert when hurt from whence I came at will, but when not ready to be transformed into a beast and some miscellaneous MF makes me Go to the mud. I found myself in the middle somewhere about to deliver a death blow. How I arrived there, I don't even know. I tried to stay clear of assholes. Stay clear of these types for years. Every now and then, our paths cross. Folks messing with folks for no reason. But assholes comes in all colors, though. I felt every bit of shame, word of rage inside me flare. Has me acting strange, blowing out the fire and hot air. So I stand up on the stage full of rage, good people waiting to hear my wit and wisdom. But I'm choked. <coughs> I'm full of smoke. I'm smoking, still choking. So fed up and sick of this shit. Conscious minds and souls await to hear the me that bears the good when I'm out of my God mind. Disrespect never tolerated. Lose all my dignity to mankind, my dignity, ignorantly, honestly, nature's way to protect me. When the occasion arises, my temper arises, loss of self, no self-control. When mad at self, this character arises, I remember her. I remember her. She's dangerous and capable. When the adrenaline kicks in, she loses. When the adrenaline kicks in, she loses her self-control. I've always been careful to keep her at bay. Writing poems keeps her away, but the crowd wanted to hear what I had to say. I said something, but no words were uttered. The room was quiet. I could hear a rat pee on butter. 
So I stand upon the stage near the edge of rage, good people waiting to hear my wit and wisdom, but I'm choked full of smoke, folk being duped, misled, and sidetracked. Americans who've bitten off more than they can chew from these religions, more than thrice from colonization, slavery, and the like. A moment of silence, please. Then I commence with my spiel. They squinted their eyes to understand me better. Some mouths were open as they longed to grasp it, however. What y'all want to hear? That I'm well? Well, I'm not well yet. I'm so fed up and sick of these people and this shit and these shootings and all this confusion and where are the conscious minds and the souls that are good? But you sit here and await me eagerly to hear. And finally, my poem, the poem in my head, I spit. Hi, I'm Oladeji, the harbinger for mankind's common good. And I think I need to keep coming back because just for the day, I wish a motherfucker would. Poem. Damn. That was absolutely a traffic stopper. I was trying to think of a good one to use. Where in the world did you come up with, you can hear a mouse pee on butter? Where did that come from? Well, it's actually an old saying that used to go like this. It was so quiet, you could hear a rat pee on cotton, but I had to get something to rhyme with my word, uh, not a word with mutter, so I had him peeing on butter this time. That's got to be one of the best things I have heard in freaking forever. <laughs> oh, my daughter. I'll never forget. I, I, I'm going to have to use that. I'm gonna. That's going to have to become a thing. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I'm your mom. You can use anything I have. Okay. I love you so much. Yeah. I love you too, Mama. Okay, baby. So I got that one out the way. That's a uh, Facebook. Facebook sends me all this garbage that I, <laughs> when I was in bad mood. <laughs> something I'm looking for, they'll never see it, but something I kind of like, oh, wow. What? <laughs> what kind of mood was I in? <laughs> yeah. Facebook is so reliable. You know, I wish, wish they had did more to find out how crazy that guy was that went in that school. Because he was on Facebook talking that stuff, too. And, yeah. And it's a tragedy, one after another. But I try mm-hmm. to tell him, Mama. Mama tries to tell him, if you let one thing get away without doing anything about it, it's going to soon be a copycat. I knew it was going to be a copycat. I didn't know when, where, or how, but I knew somebody was going to do the same thing because they didn't do anything about it the first time. As a matter of fact, that guy that shot all those people is still living. And now the guy that went to school, he's dead. And Tamir... The little boy that was in the playground all by himself with nobody around with a play gun, a cat pistol, he's dead. 
So America's got to remember, when you don't do anything about it, it gets worse. Injustice anywhere is a threat to justice everywhere. It's so easy to let someone else take care of it. We don't need to worry about it anymore. Someone else will do it. Mm-hmm. Well, the, it's the authorities when they took when they went over, when they went to that little boy standing in the park by himself. There was no people around. So even if he had a shot, the pistol it wasn't going to hurt anybody because there was nobody there. He's in the park all alone. But this man was in the grocery store just shooting people, and he's still living. Nobody took him down. So go figure. Right. Yep. All right. Tell everyone how to find you again, my love. Uh, find me on Poetry Soup. One word. It's a poetry app, um, application that you can post your poems and get uh copy written on the spot. So it's a good good site. It's Perfect. free unless you want to join. If you want to join a lifetime member then it costs money. But if you want to just be a regular member, uh it's free. Very cool. All right, Mama. Great job tonight. I love you. I love you more. And I miss you. Call me. I love you, and I will. Thank you, Mama. Bye-bye. All right. Our next caller comes from area code 815. 815, you're on the air. Hi, Nala. It's been a while. It's Gina Storm. Gina, oh, my gosh, girl. Oh, I was so seriously ready to come hunt you down. You have no clue. Sure, and I'll tell you why. Um, I, I wasn't actually missing an action, but sometimes it's just too hard to share when you're in a bad head space. And since May is Mental um, Health Awareness Month, I've been having to take care of myself. So a lot of times I have to just disconnect. But um, I've been listening to poetry and without raising my hand, and then I thought about it. You know what? I, when After Mama did her second piece, I was thinking, well, you know what? i got to share so I'm glad that I came, and you didn't have to put out an APB. You know, it wasn't just for you to come here and read poetry. I've just been worried about you. In this yeah, day and age, you can't go MIA like that without just occasionally poking it and saying, Nyla, I'm okay. But that doesn't mean that people don't care, and I have to make sure that I check in. Definitely check in, because I've lost too many people. Oh, yeah. It's a real thing. It, it is, and I hate saying that out loud, but because... You know, you turn around and you find out someone's gone, and I just can't do that anymore. I cannot, no. physically, I cannot take that anymore. So you, y'all go missing, that's fine. Do what y'all need to do, but check in once in a while so I don't have Thank a heart you. attack. Absolutely. And I won't, uh, I promise not to do it to you twice. I love you so much, Gina. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> um, so I'm glad you're here. You're here I'm for a reason because you need to be here. You need to feel the love from us and the fellowship and feed your soul and let your muse breathe and wiggle its toes and I can't wait to hear that happen. All of that. Yeah. yeah. All of that. <laughs> and some cheesecake and some freaking Waffle House. Oh my God, yes. I could eat grits all day long. So. <laughs> I was talking about that earlier. Did you hear me talking about Waffle House earlier? No, but you know I love it. I know you do. I thought about you when I was talking about it. <laughs> 
good. Great minds, great minds. One of our poetry prompts for the week was um, after last call. And I said after last call, it was Waffle House with the grease on top of the coffee, stuffed hash browns, grits, cheese, butter, with salt and pepper. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I'm going to do two things. I'm going to read a piece that I wrote, and I'm going to freestyle to that prompt. Okay. Tell me what you want me to do first. Uh, Do the regular reading one. All right. It's been raining here like cats, dogs, and small children. Uh, So... (laughs) I don't know. I put a Facebook status up that said, I don't know who ordered the rain, but I know it wasn't me. Moses, <laughs> Moses. Every single day it's rained this week. It's so bad that I get my grass cut every two weeks. I call my landscaper and ask if he could come tomorrow because my yard, like, I'm, I'm afraid, like, if, if I had to walk through the grass, I would be afraid. So, yeah, I'm not going to um, be in my yard until my grass is cut. And hopefully it stops long enough for him to cut it tomorrow. So I'm going to read a piece that I wrote on August 8, 2013, and I titled it The Rain. Uh, I sit in silence. Oh, wait, hold on one second. There we go. I had background noise. The Rain. I sit in silence. And I'm feeling God's presence. I'm enjoying the rain. It calms the many thoughts that are running through my brain, catching drops one at a time in this small hand of mine. I was crying. So until the tears stop, I know that it's nothing that I had to do. Crying is not something that I constantly do, but I actually feel refreshed afterwards. It's necessary occasionally and quite cleansing, too. The full moon in the backdrop is always something that I look forward to. It lights my way. Now, as I reflect on the past and look forward to the future and pray, some nights are good, others I'm lonely. But I've been feeling like I was misunderstood. So soon I know that my broken heart will heal again, and maybe the Creator will still fit to sing me another king. Even if I never again wear a wedding ring, I will always love love like I do the smell, the sound, and the taste of rain, because it's a beautiful thing in peace. I love that. You know, when I was really young, I heard a saying, and I don't even know if it's the same saying anymore because it was so long ago, but it's something I took to heart and absolutely believe 100%, and that is if you love, love with all your heart. You know, don't these people say, you know, well, I've got a wall build up. Well, then you shouldn't be with somebody because they deserve better than you. Uh-huh. If you're going to love somebody, take a chance. Jump in, all in, 110%. Nobody deserves just 50% of you, and you deserve more than 50% of someone else. Uh-huh. And if you're going to cry, make sure the tears are worth the taste of salt. So, you know, yeah, I'm jumping into this relationship. I don't know this person. It could break my heart. But by God, if it's going to break my heart, it's going to be a fucking good one. Uh You know? Make make it a good one. Make it a hard one. Because, you know, I'll get three or four good months of sobby poetry out of that. So I'm good. I'm ready to go. Come on, Duddy. Bring it on. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I love that. (laughs) Hit me with your best shot. Put another notch in my lip case whatever that song was <laughs> <laughs> so i always say that you know um i don't gamble but love is the only chance that i ever take because uh, you're gambling you know, with your heart someone you I, know, I may have break no it. broken someone heart someone I else regret. cherish it but it's a gamble it's worth it 
I mean, do you do you have a bro any broken? I have no broken heart. I regret. Oh no. I love every broken heart I've ever had. Yeah. Everyone necessary to help me get to the place that I am today and to know mm-hmm. what I deserve. Yep. Love some of them were bad and some were ugly and some of them were even dangerous, but oh you know, my goodness, they, yeah. they were mine. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Story. Okay, okay. After two a.m. After two a.m. Waffle House. <laughs> yeah. So I'm gonna call this one last call. I um don't go out often. I am very popular yet introverted. I sometimes have people confuse me being nice with flirting. I mean, it's probably just my way. It could be my mannerisms or some of the words that I choose to say, but one of my favorite things is call people sweetheart and darling and hun. I don't mean anything by it. These aren't romantic connotations by any means. It's just simply the way that I speak. So sitting at the bar with my sister, we were doing our dance where we just use our upper bodies because my feet can't keep up and sometimes I step on hers. We laugh to ourselves. They're playing a song that we both like. We're doing it full throttle that night. The lights come up because they're about to close the door. Break down all of the tables, put the chairs and the stools up so that they can sweep and mop the floor. Somebody's been wheeling out trash bags for about the last hour. I was paying attention to that. They're wiping down everything and putting up the things they use when they make those fancy cocktail drinks. I don't know much about liquor, so I just pretty much stick to wine. As long as it's sweet and delicious, then that's what I'm going to order because that's a favorite of mine. The reality is this. Everything looks different once those lights come up. You may have had on beer goggles and had somebody that was on the dance floor. You were feeling their vibrations and thought, you know what, tonight I might take him home or go home with him. He might be in luck. And the lights came on, and I could see everything clearly. It's like hindsight. I had 20-20 vision, you see. Ew, he's a troll. What was I thinking? <laughs> I'm drunk. <laughs> Come on, sister, get your keys. I got my bag and yours, too. We run outside to the car, and what do we do? We think about a place that we can go so we can get full immediately. I'm talking about not a burger and fries or a shake or something that's going to make us remember we're over 50. Mm-mm. I'm going to go to that Waffle House and we're going to sit at the counter. I'm going to drink coffee like I know I oughtn't. I'm talking about probably a whole pot and not decaf either. I want it to be light brown like my skin and super sweet. I want to drink, drink, drink and sip, sip, sip and eat. When my food comes, I'm not going to play with it, but I'm going to take a picture so I can put it on my IG. And then I'm going to hashtag it, winning, because that's the way I do when I feel like this was due to me. Yeah, that's a good feeling. I haven't had it for a while. Don't live near in a Waffle House, so in reality, we ended up at the Denny's and mm, this kind of stuff, standard. We used to have an IHOP. I think that the rats took over and then they closed it. But the reality is this. It's still a goal of mine. So the next time I'm uh, partying in the South, the first thing I'm going to look for closing time is how far is the next Waffle House from here in peace. Oh, my God, I'm so in love with you right now. <laughs> like, almost have these happy, joyful tears exploding from me in, like, sunbeams of angel chants going, ah. I love it. <laughs> you have to listen back to this show now and write that down so you don't lose it. 
Oh, actually, I recorded myself on my tablet. I've been doing that since, um, I don't know, for a couple of weeks now. But I started writing a piece every day on the 1st of April for National Poetry Month, and I haven't stopped. So I've been actually writing brand-new poetry, and every now and then reading one of them. So so are you record, you're recording this? I already recorded the piece while I spit it. So I, I called you on my landline, and I recorded the piece on my tablet. Oh, okay. I thought you were recording this. I was going to say, hi, me. Hi. Right. <laughs> no, I stopped. <laughs> I only did it. Like, I, I pushed record when I started my piece, and I hit stop when I finished it. So <laughs> there you have it. I know um, oh, Clarence Ferguson, C-Double 34 Music, is my big brother, Dixon. I'm his little sister, Dee Dee. He turns a lot of our poems into tracks. So he's always appreciative when I do that because he's like, man, Didi, I wish I had a, you know, thought about it. I would have gone back in the archives and got your piece. Oh, Dexter, you don't have to. I can send it to you. Over the lab. <laughs> See, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Absolutely. Do my very All right, best. my beautiful girl. Please, please tell everyone how they when can you come. you you know it's me. Oh, tell everybody you can find me. Okay. Yeah. E, uh, storm like inclement weather, only on sunshine on a rainy day. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. Oh, my goodness, everywhere. Yeah, I'm on social media. Send me your TikTok-y oh. thing. I don't know, I'm not much about TikTok-y. The TikTok-y. I even got Snapchat now, thanks to my daughter. So, yeah, I got all that stuff. Um, whether or not I use it or engage daily, that's another story. But the reality is it does exist, and that's where you can find me. Always, wherever there's poetry, there'll be Gina Storm. Very cool. All right. I love you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for being here tonight. Thank you for pushing one. Thank you for coming on. You have no clue how much that meant to me. I know. Yeah, as long as you're relieved, I feel better. Now, how do you feel? How do, you've been depressed. You've been down a little bit. Things have been a little rough, you know, but you called in. You're going to get some fellowship. You're going to listen to your buddies, and you decided to come on and say something. How do you feel now? Much better. Um, actually, I've been listening to poetry all day and not participating, so I... I felt compelled. When you said my, my Eric call, I'm like, oh, she sees me, but my hand's not up. Okay, so I'm just going to raise it. And then, look, if if I can share, I will. But honestly, I was just, I was like, you know, you don't, sometimes you don't realize it, but you need to just absorb poetry. You don't have to participate. So. And that's important. But yeah, I'm so glad. I'm so glad you came on. I think, I think it was time. It was, it was just, it, it was time. It needed to come out. That's and it. I appreciate you, and thank you for the encouragement, <laughs> and I'm glad that I came. Love you so much, honey. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thank you. Love thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye. All right. Next caller, 646-646. You are on the air. Is this Joseph? And good afternoon or good evening. Hey, Joseph. How are you doing, sweetheart? It's Joseph, I'm right? I'm good. That, that that it is Joseph. Yes. No, I had to take my Bluetooth off because I was like, I pulled it out oh, my ear, and you, you want, now you want to connect. I was scared. I thought I got your name wrong. <laughs> it's okay. I, I could have changed my voice for you. <laughs> no, this is Ralph. It's Ralph. I'm here calling you from England. What do you want to hear, Chip Chip? <laughs> yes. I have my passport soon. I shall arrive. <laughs> uh, Joseph, what do you got for us tonight, honey? Um, this is uncompleted, but I'm gonna manipulate it and we're gonna roll with it. And that's the thing that that's the thing that us creative people do. 
Okay. Go for it. A deranged stranger within, like fragrances of raindrops. I'm beautiful. Seasons of dreams fertilized with the intentions to breed. I could help you twist and turn, burn or freeze, untitled, unreleased. Yes, I'm talking about me, my rivers and streams, zigzag, oceans and emotions swim deep. Time to wine, sip, red shield, read, romantic vibes, mentally, sunsets capture me. I'm captivated while I'm rising to the occasion. Mentally, I vanish. Only so you can hear my voice. I've been disintegrated. Now I'm rising to the occasion. Is it time? Have you seen my mind? It's like a transformer forming to transform. Do you have a coin to flip? Tails or heads? My ball head or dreads? It seems like the English language. Hmm, I've been manipulated. How many times can you say a voice that's not written, but what is written when you have nothing burning in the kitchen? You know what I said? Nobody know me. Everything said. Hey, Polly, don't run the water. Me not pay bill. You don't work. Go back for where you come from. You never know somebody business. Leave it alone. And peace. I absolutely love the theatrics, the animation, the the. What's the word I'm trying to find? The characterization of the entire piece. You. That was phenomenal. That was like watching a little mini, listening to a little mini theater. <laughs> and wow. as I was getting into it, I'm like all leaned forward and and like sitting here like all wide eyed and. <laughs> I know. I got. I got. I got. I, I. I only stopped at like the time wine sip, and then I. I. I was like, let me get find another character that I would like to end this with and then now I gotta listen to the show so I can continue go back to writing it. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Oh, that is way too cool. That is that is phenomenal. So it it is right now it is like two and a half hours into the show. So when you come back and listen to the archives just pop to the last half hour of the show and you're right on right on the money on the half hour mark. Okay. You gonna read another one for us, Joseph? Yeah, I want to call this. I I I call it. I I'll give it a name. Um, okay, let's get go. Have you been in a position of understanding somebody's words when you don't have meaning of who you are and where your face is going? Why do you talk to me in such cruelty and aggressive towards me? 
Have you have any conscience? Have you smoked too much weed? Indeed, you know me good. In fact, I got something natural, and 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 it's secondhand smoke from the chimney. Should I say the exhaust pipe of diesel from Sunoco? It's possible that you have more to give because I want to feel what you give. What you give, I'll give. What you feel, I'll express it to the point of no return. Is it possible you can give it to me? Do you trust me? Look in the mirror. Now, tell me to trust you. Because I trust me to trust you. Okay? Open your eyes. What do you see? I I don't I've been I before my very eyes what I want to be your BFF, and I want to live in the same town as you, and I want to be walking through a grocery store one time and see you in there and just walk up to you and say, excuse me, sir, I think you have my tomato in your cart, <laughs> because I know instantly that we would just dump, jump into this weird-ass dialogue back and forth, and people would just be standing around going, um, 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 well, we are st- we are sitting there holding this tomato, discussing the scientific facts of why it should belong to me and not you, and why it is in your cart and not mine. Because I'm about to pay for it. Just something, <laughs> just some silly, dumb, random thing. I mean, I can so I, I wow. can. Ask, we need. We, I, where are you? I need you in my life. Wow. Oh, you're right here. You are in my life. I am so lucky. See? Yes, that was amazing how you just did that. That's like a collab. <laughs> Oh my gosh! That that I've was. Uh, to, go, ahead. go ahead. No, I've I've learned to. Um, you you ever wanted to do something or say something and you didn't think that it would be accepted because people don't do what you're thinking, and then when you do it, they're like, "Where did you get that from?" In my little brain, <laughs> and um. And a, a, a very good mentor, someone who just encouraged me for, for the last probably two years. Her name was uh, Sylvia Blaylock, and she was like, "You, you need to go further. This, you, you have so much to give, and some, so many things to explore for for Joseph to um, see Joseph the way that people need to see." And I was just like, well, "That's scary, because I'm scared." So that was kind of like the that was kind of like the 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 reading of I didn't even read it. You know, you ever you ever stand in front of yourself and, and create a, a, a? It's like Pulp Fiction going backwards, except you you never experience it. It's your own Pulp Fiction, and and everybody who's walking in the city see like um um. You, you remember that show real quick? Uh, that show it was like it had cameras all around the world, and and this little guy with glasses, and um 
that he he was like the computer would get mad at them or something like that if he killed somebody or, or you know, didn't respect their something and the computer started chasing them and try to you know, it was computerized, but it was the computer was not chasing them. I remember we needed three seashells for something. That sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> so that that's kinda of what like was kinda of toxic but, you know, hopefully people don't like like report me and be like, please get him off of Facebook. <laughs> Uh, you know, I, I've never been one to worry much about not doing something because of what people would think. I'm mm. I'm more like I should have thought that, but I didn't. But maybe I should have, but it's too late now type of person. But the way I look at it is unless it's somebody that's going to be, I know, would sit beside me and hold my hand and talk me through my very last breath, then their opinion of me matters not, period. I don't care what they think about me. If they are not somebody who would sit beside me and talk me through my last breath, then I don't give a shit what they think about me, and I'm just going to have fun and play in my world. Mm. And pfft, I, like oh, man. I like that. <laughs> I like it. You know, think about it. Why, why do we let other people's opinions matter? I don't care what they think of me. You know, I know secretly inside, in their little beige world, they're wishing they were me. They wishing they were wishing they had a little more crazy in their life. I know they are. At least that's what I tell myself. <laughs> Understood. No, I get exactly. I get exactly what you're talking about. It's just you, you know, it's like uh, like everybody's inviting you to, to do this open mic, and I'm like, uh, but if I sound like them, then I'm not going to do what I really. I'm not going to do what's on my heart. But if I just stand, I don't want to stand out. Cause I don't. I, I just want to. I just want to come and go. You know what I mean? You kind of just. Um, I, I don't like. I'm from New Jersey, North New Jersey. I'm in North New Jersey, but I would. I, I would rather be in Philadelphia or Washington to perform because I know once I'm once the next day comes, I'm not there anymore. I'm back home. Mhm. Joseph. Yes. Do me a favor, my sweetheart, and tell everybody how they can come and share in the joy of you. Um, right here, just the spot right here. All you got to do is get the information off of her page. If you need to inbox her, she will gladly show you how to get online and press that pound button and get on the mic. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love it. Perfect. But, uh, I'm Joseph Nathaniel King Jr. on Facebook. Um, must, I mostly do Facebook. Okay. All right, sweetheart. So we will talk to you next week, right? Yes, ma'am. And uh, again, happy belated birthday. I was supposed to come on your show last week, and I got caught up at work because you know I'm at work now. I'm in a broom closet, just like looking out, like I hope they don't see me. Like, why is his hands and jester? Is he okay? <laughs> is he <just> met today? <laughs> so. Oh, I love it. All right, my dear, we will talk to you soon. Thank you so much for just bringing the joy of you. No problem, and everybody who's on and coming after enjoy this incredible host of the most. Um, she's just been around, what, 15, 20 years? I think I've been around like eight of them. So keep doing what you're doing, and y'all keep doing what y'all doing. Enjoy one another. <laughs> Thank you so much, sweetheart. We'll talk to you in a yes. while. Indeed. All right. Let's go up here and check and see if we've got Larry back yet. 540, are you with us? 
Yes. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay, before you even say a word, Larry, I want you to know that this is like the fourth time I've tried to bring you on. And the fact that I knew you were here but had me on mute while you were softly crooning your poetry in someone else's ear. And I sat there all by myself calling your name. (laughs) Don't want to be... All by myself anymore. That's a classic song. That's a cla- <laughs> you know, we, hey, no, yeah, I turned into a classic waiting on your ass. <laughs> we, we tell our age now. We tell our age. How are you, Justin? I don't want to tell my age. I mean, Larry, I'm see, I forgot your name. You were gone so freaking long. You know, talking to Joseph. I actually, I actually saw Jane K. And uh, about busboys, um, uh, one positive, uh, one positive way. J.K. was on the stage, and I was in the. Um, I had my big old straw hat, and I was, you know, just in the audience, and I saw J.K. J.K. tore up the mic on stage, so I saw him perform. A brother, I mean, and and he always, uh, you know, from every time I listen to J and K, he always brought it. You know what I mean? It's it's always like you knew fire was coming. Mm-hmm. That's why every time I, yeah, every time I listen, I've been listening to J and K for a long time, long long time. <laughs> I mean, damn, I mean, since you ever listen to somebody was just like after a while, it's just like regular. I mean, just like, you know. You get used to it, and you don't even hear it when it comes on the radio yeah. anymore. But then there's people that come right. on the radio, and instantly they jerk your attention around, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, Gina Storm, you know. Uh, we've been listening to Gina Storm for a long time. Didn't she know. do great? Oh, my God, Waffle House poem. That is like yeah. Pulitzer Prize-winning stuff. Especially when she was uh, doing collaborations with King's Cadence. Yeah. You know? Yeah, so, yeah. So what are you going to well, read for us tonight, Larry? What are my sloppy seconds I'm getting from some other show? <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I got Yeah, love. I went there. You know, I got love. You I'm know, not I bitter. Got love. You know, you got so, look, Nala. You got so many people that got love for you on this show that I don't even know when I'm getting on. Because you get that so much support. So I'm you like, know, even that's, when I that's call, probably fair because you have fallen asleep waiting before. So you know, I, I'll give you that. I'll give you that. Yeah, you give a lot. You get. You got a lot of people that love, actually love. So so you love. I mean, so you love on this show. So I mean, you know. I figure by the time I call back, my I'll be, you know, brought me in. Because that's the kind of love you get. <laughs> uh, oh, I'm glad you're here now. I'm a, you know what? I'm going to do a freestyle poem, right? Is it going to you... be called, I Left Nyla All Alone? <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead You were saying 
Oh, God. I left you on the island, and I came back. <laughs> I kicked Nyla to the curb for that other poet show. <laughs> you know, I, you know, yeah, you know. We, I'm, I'm telling you something. Back in the day, people were like calling one show, right? And then like try to throw a poem in, try to get that poem in real quick, and then they call in the other show. Yeah, you know I remember. I mean? Like it'll be three shows, and uh, it'll be three shows. So you try to get on three shows, like wow, like you trying to like, it's almost like you're hustling your poetry. You know what I mean? And which like, one is which one's the only one that's still here for you this long? That should earn me something. Yeah, you always there for me. You know, so and and and, and we just said I drive. I'm a truck driver. So sometimes I might get tired. You know, if you drive in 11, almost 11 hours in a 14-hour day, a lot goes with that. You know, some people say, oh, he's just a truck driver. All he does is drive. No, you do more than that. You don't just drive a truck. You got to do inspection. You got to do other stuff. There's you no run over Volkswagens and driver. look down girls' shirts and pee in bottles. Uh, oh yeah, you pee in bottles because <laughs> you ain't got time. I mean, you know, if you if you gotta go, you gotta go. I mean, shit. It's, 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 I mean, I mean, you gotta go. Miles, gotta miles go. or dollars, miles or dollars. Let's keep going. Yeah, unless you're gonna be playing musical chairs. You're gonna be playing musical chairs. You're gonna be dead so like James Brown. I feel good. I mean, shit. I feel I mean, good. No, 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 no. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you, you gonna be gonna be right. tap dead so like Gregory Hines. <laughs> Read me a poem, love. All right. Shout out to all the poets. Well, poets. Sometimes you write a poem, and not a lot of people love Nala, but there's always gonna be that one that don't like you. So the name of my freestyle is Shots Fired. I came across. I said that I came across my poetry. See, I love everybody. But I guess I'm, I am part of my own history. There's no hatred in me, but only unity for who I am. And see, some people don't like the poetry that I present. You see, they still mad because I made them accountable for what they said. They, this one that said that black people don't read and then I checked them for that. Check the individual. Well, if I'm feeling miraculous, some people say they're feeling fabulous. But my chain is off the lane, so when I explain what they say, so I put my poem into a group, and then they slaughter it. So we can't put this power, this power peak, was this kind of message that increased? 
Now, you won't have to like me because you ain't got to feel my vibe. But I got more stories and more poetry to describe. I know you. Nothing but a fake and a fraud. You be on these shows saying that you claim God. But I notice. You see in my mind that the power within me, I stay focused. Shots fired. Pow, pow. You see, washed away with the words displayed. See, I'm going to go ahead and write what I feel anyway. You ain't got to like it, but you sure going to respect it. And you know when you start hating and shots fired, it's more directed. Don't get mad at me because you got a lame saying. Love is on the way. Change start displaying. You see, we could be friendly, friendly fire. But I guess it was just like a murder for hire. There you go. I thought that I could generate power of the people. But I guess you came to live in the life of another sequel. Fraudulent activity. Mad because I have the capability to know who you are and the fraud that you are. Yeah. You're like an imitation Tina Marie. I've been here before. Natural instincts and one that collide. But when my poetry was in your group, my poem was denied. (laughs) Shout out to your group. You're a little less of a group. Still writing. You ain't got to like me. You're mad because I put you out there. Don't run your mouth of what you don't know. Because I am on the part of a lyrical flow. I take no prisoners, so listen very well. As a matter of fact, victory is something I spell with my name and my words of it. I claim. Will you talk? You get mad because my poem was in your group? Oh, you still mad because you said something out there that black people don't read a book. You look like a crook. See, I can respect other white people that not as fraudulent as you are. This is not hate for black people. White folks, no, this is a hate for frauds like you that have no value. You continue to make me laugh, yet your laughing, your hysterical outbreaks. How you feeling? You saying, I am, I am, I am, I am, I am, this, that, and the fourth, but I stay on course. <laughs> so when you want to Go ahead and take my poetry sound. Remember, shots fired and bodies just came down. This automatic charismatic, the lyrical instinct is in the morning. Viper and dry. That was incredible. Absolute slam dunk on that. Uh, Nala? Yes, sir. 
as much love as you going to have, there's somebody that hates your guts. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there is. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there's, see, the universe has a split of love and hate. It's always a balance. But if you, if you have some, my friend told me this when I was in college. If somebody's hating on you, that means you're doing something right. Mm-hmm. They can't stand you because they want you to fall. They live for you to fall on your face. But every time you keep it moving and keep it pushing, they get madder. So that means you do it right. I absolutely agree. Or you yeah, could I be heard, doing something wrong. Said. That happens. I mean, that does happen. Yeah, I heard what you said. I don't care what people think. Yeah, that's that's a good thing to have. It's good to have that. Uh, you know, you have to live for yourself. You know, God, live for yourself. You, you can't. You're not going to make everybody happy, no matter what you do. This is so absolutely you true. To, you only get one life to live. So you have to live it up to your best ability. Absolutely agree. Are you going to read two, hun? I just doing the oh, you want me to do a second one? You want me to do a second one? Or? Do you have one ready? i tell you what. Let's play, let's play a game. i tell you what. I want to to uh, name a, a, a '90s hip hop artist, and that's gonna be my poem. Any not you listen to rap, rap music? No. You listen no. to hip hop? No. Oh, you don't. Oh, I'm sorry. Do I you want to know why? Hip hop. You wouldn't like the one I would pick out because I would pick out Vanilla Ice. Oh Lord! I know, right? See God, how white can a girl like get? A moment. <laughs> oh my God! It's, it's, you know what? I know. Yeah, I know. It's like I totally it's almost like that I was poem. about to make love. <laughs> it almost felt like I was about to put the. I was about to make love to the woman, and she said the wrong thing, and I just went limp. <laughs> I, know, I mean, that's right? I, I, I mean, I, oh, ice, ice baby. God, Oh Lord! I, oh, oh God! You want to know the truth? You don't. Do you want to yeah. know why I'm not really into rap that much? Why? It's because I'm a word person, and for a oh, long okay. time, so much of it was let's see who can spit this the fastest, and so much. Okay got lost on words for me it's like this is and you know when and i I would look up lyrics because i wanted to know what the fuck they were saying so i'd look up the lyrics and i would read it right and it's like this is an incredible song but i could not i couldn't hear the song if you don't get if you didn't get uh the oldies hip-hop you definitely ain't getting today's uh, rap music. I know, I know. So it's like, you know, slow the hell down so our my ears can hear you. My ears don't listen that fast. <laughs> I don't understand what the fuck they say. I don't baby. know. Yeah, he's, he's, he's. Oh, my God. 
spot because I'm a poet. <laughs> oh my God! Yeah. Let me. Maybe I could make love to that woman and put that condom on me. <laughs> I go limp No, again. get the hell out and take your <laughs> freaking CD with you. <laughs> Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> okay. I'll probably be natural ice. Okay. <laughs> Let me hold on. Don't go limp, buddy. <laughs> limp biscuit. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. All right. <sighs> um, okay. Uh, uh, what did I say? Natural ice, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Can you feel me? Am I cold on your back? Am I in the music or the days when you can relax? Can you feel my natural flavor? A choice to be heard. Cold and remotely, and I'm ready to observe. You like me, and I like you. But I guess you weren't true because I had to leave you behind. I was just natural ice. I had to give you some words. I guess they were disappointing. I guess that means that you observe what I was speaking and what I was reaching to my only destiny. And then you're waiting for me like helplessly. You're waiting to hear my voice. But I left you astray. Words was natural ice. It was cold on display. I was cold by the minute. I was cold in this moment. When you hear and the words was very clear. The time is near and the time and reviewing what we do. I'm just natural ice. Do you get the flow of the show? I'll let you know. Well, if you need me again, maybe I could melt on your back. And you feel all my soul around you. Natural ice. This automatic is make a little lynch take is in the morning if I can dry. And that folks is how it's done. Right? Two free cells. Yeah, for the price of one. I have a surprise for you. Why? You ready? Background music for your next song. Yo, VIP. Let's kick it.
Oh, Willie Lump Lump. Willie Lump Lump. Oh, Willie Lump Lump. I was going to make love, but... <laughs> oh, my God. I'm going to hole in the wall. <laughs> That's how old that wall was repaired. Well, I could make love to a hole in the wall. That wall became repaired. With no hope. All right. I, I still have two callers to get on, so are you are you going to read another one, hon? <laughs> well, I'm closing the show with that. that song, you guys. So, um... Oh, is the show? Well, we got, okay. Yeah, so I'm going to be closing the show with that song, so just so you guys be, can be prepared and ready. All right. Whew. Okay. Are you going to read a second one? Then we'll get to our next two callers. I already read two. Oh, well, then I'm, that's I'm enough. Gonna... What are you still doing here, Larry? Don't you have another show to get to? Uh, hey. Ice, ice, baby. <laughs> that song's going to be in your head all night, and you're going to be so mad at me. You're going to be that one person that absolutely hates me now. Rolling and my 5.0. <laughs> See, you got it. Yeah, I'm, got and it. I'm going to be really lump lump all night. Really lump lump. <laughs> all right, Larry. Uh, really we will talk to you right. next week, uh, Annie. Uh, now, you're, you said Vanilla Ice. Now, I'm really can't get right. <laughs> oh, Lordy. Tell everyone how uh, to find you. Well, you can find me. I'm Larry Supper on Facebook. You can find me, uh, Miss Automatic Charismatic. I have a, a, a page. Um, I have a, a website. Um, you know, you can find me on all poetry. You know, you find find me in the truck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah. Perfect. All right. We will talk to you next week, sweetheart. Thank you for being here, for having right. fun. Okay. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> All right. Our next caller comes from area code 573. 573, you are on the air. <laughs> this is Sin. Right. Is this Sin? I know, right? Listening. Ah, I don't know. I'm doing show. awesome. <laughs> happy late birthday! I sent you a message. I don't know if you got it or not. But happy birthday! I did. Thank you so much for that. So I got brand new stuff. I hadn't written in a month, but I've written like three or four erotic pieces. That was it. And um, I really mad at myself, but I put my foot down. I said I was going to write the other night. And I started writing. And I finished it, I know, two days ago. And I read this on four different shows, right? And the first show started the debate, second one closed the room, third one silenced it, fourth one got it. So I'm going to give it to you because I know you'll understand. Okay. It's an instigated illusion. Be it not dust glory, the nightmares are lies. On the cusp of greatness and tragedy, I am alive. Blooding knees, victims of dark corridors traversed, withstanding the barrage of devastation laid to waste. Local focus. Mirrors reflect tattered flesh I wear down with dirty nails. Just shy of loathing, I corner obsessions in raggedy cubicles, offset by manic wind dust blowing from orifices of the feet. Such redundancies, elaborate failures, hindsight, so rhetorical. Staggered chambers. 
Lock away the truth still so far out of my reach. Hope safe its arrival on dusty calendars, crawling in motion. Folly, perhaps, to anchor one's resolve upon demanding royalties and snared in video footage that won't stay on cutting room floors, editing purpose. I mean, fuck me if someone wishes to be woke from nightmares, repetitive inflammation or quandary to idle minds you consume, like self-sabotage. It's just a mental bedfellow, still awake. Awareness of one's unraveling is old news. It's a remedy at hand, staggering. Just wait. Stacks, scrap wood drifts to this unstable foundation I don't call home. Reinforce the knowledge that soon everything changes. A change? Don't wait. Overgrown pathways of realization challenging what once thought known. Oh, fuck, I'm abandoning my soul. This type of alone, I've never known. Contradictions, regular insurgents. Is trauma the new karma? Getting is a new back. This one fucking stinks. Suddenly, than my properly engaging my rich birth of religious beliefs, I'm jaded to start. My lopsided popsistic arc is passage to the kingdom. Centuries seem glory in him. It's just about knowledge. Living simple. Right. Meditate. There's connection with your yard and life inside. It's for real. Look, people can fucking see your shit a mile away. Dude, what do you exude? I'm channeling control over restricted life. Sometimes I'm lost in spite of it. But Rome wasn't hard driven to exception in one day. Nor will I live without fault. Steady raising. Dusting off accounting books to start paying closer attention to the lines. Movements are mighty stupid. You got a real fucking chance this time. So pull your cranium out of the shitter. Johnny Fogg needs you a lot, center. Throw the intellectual aura through artistic streams. Live in the present, observing sudden life. Sometimes, in silence, I formulate theories of self-neglect to your life. These illuminations that show refinement of worth and what value remains. It's trivial to find oneself Again, facing retarded choices to escape by. I don't reason this failure. It would cost us will to survive. Smoke existence. Delicately opening unsent parcels of intelligence once once held at bay. It's funny how thrust upon casting loins get found well quit. Doctrine halls would see me unfit by the company scanners. But fuck that shit. It wasn't really me. Instigated hysteria coupled by had a rings. <laughs> Love bomb this, you trendy fucking prick. Now, they'll get answers. So, the force I call Haven is sworn rigid, a cylinder of shame. It's opened a crossroad for someone to absolutely harm me from things. Assuming disaster ran for me, like no one got these disbeliefs, engage my sensibility to evaluate who I'm truly reflecting in the scenes. I'm me. Through light, these paths no longer jagged. I'm fully energy free. Showered in glories and fiction, this life beyond the scene means. There's a reason in the silence. If you use it wisely, it'll lead. Remember, praise and glory the things you're going to receive. Life evolves in the present day. And then his kingdom, you will find me. Quit being so judgy, everybody. Right? 
I, a brilliant fucking piece. Uh, I don't see it as, as not a trauma piece, or that I have a whole conversation about trauma piece. I'm like, it's not a fucking trauma piece. What are you talking about? It's about empowerment. Phenomenal, right. phenomenal piece of writing, Sin. Thank you. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty proud of it. I'm just being me, you know. I'm being raw and stripped down and open. It's exactly how you should be. It's exactly how we want you. Oh, I have one more for you. I know that we're on the time. This one is short. I did a prompt for my room uh, that I did. The prompt was this Love the Fern. So, self-titled. Love the ferns. She was life and hearted. Her past truly unraveled. Such hearts are gifted a currency full of petrol and a match. So, what becomes the two hurricanes that meet on dry land? Ride the tornadoes spun up from the oracles of lust, spawning love. I was rash in my handling of her delicacy. Toward emotion fueled by Satan's elixir, lost direction. Enraging occurrences and lost moments where in the late never go to dust curtain under relentless strikes. My toxin. You enrapture my sensibility and better known urge of flight. Entwined in the intrusion of one's own personal space. Boundaries are like uniforms. They stamp on cosmic air, constricted by uninhibited endeavors to go further in love. Tragic pleasure. Is it futile, this seismic gyrations of truth's naked core? Words fill us in lighted moments as time when arrives. Departing on raggedy long boats on such bold, cooling seas, just sleepy portals on the heavens seeking broken stars. No voyage. Though you're with me in every seemingly fucking moment, breathe. Sadistic pleasures put you in the submissive, but things change. Lost sight of derailments in these derelict commuter trains, minus a boarding ticket that was delegate ways home. Time is out. As years pass, like hours of some fucking retarded sitcom, hoping we'll be picked up for another season, here we rage. It's love that burns and it's sadly fucking insane. Tell me devotion rampant and carnal swears no change and peace. Phenomenal. That's another new one. What's that? That's another new one. I am glad you are writing again. You've been going through a lot. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's what it's going to lead you when you try and get into some of that shit. Uh, I'm extremely hard on myself. I'm not perfect, but I'm doing better than most of my actions that possible. Well, I think that was incredible. Both those pieces, powerful, well-written, and I am glad you were here, and I'm glad you shared them, and I've missed you. I Thank you for my birthday you. message. All right, I'm going to try and save you. Hey, Annie, you do what you need to do. I'm right here. I've always got you with me. i got your back. Thank you. All right, you have a good night. You too. Hey, tell everyone how to find you before you take off. <laughs> 
Alright, Sister Spoon, S-P-I-T-A-L. Google that shit, I'm fucking everywhere. Very cool. All right, sweetheart, we'll talk to you next week. If you can make it, I hope you can. I'll be holding my breath, okay? All right, love. <laughs> Thanks, baby. Okay. 315, I do see you down there, but your hand is not. Oh, that's Todd. Okay, so you've been on. Okay. All right, last caller for the evening, 203. I think that's Barbara. Am I right? No. No, 203. Who do we have here? Tammy. Tammy. Why did I not know that? Why did I say Barbara? Am I as good as Barbara? (laughs) Baby, there's nobody as good as you. Well, thank you. Um, (laughs) I have a very short piece for you. One piece, that's it. Um, I actually have an anthem piece that will take us out to your... Vanilla Ice Piece. It's called <laughs> Ante Up. If you got the guts with the talent to spit that fire, then Ante Up. I want to see what you've gotten in that barrel of the pen to send fools running as if the message in your ink went off like bang with a pang to go off. Show up on the stage like you were summoned by the judge and Ante Up. Go to war with anyone who gave you a reason to settle a score, busting down doors to find foes hitting the floor scared because you came on through with so much to prove. Ante up. Let the zombie heathens and with the adhesions come straight out of the night, wheezing the seas, the candlelit glow of your spirit to snuff you with the choke of the spirit of the biggest hand you were dealt. Soft like fell, it never touched you as you are a last man standing now ante up walk free in the light of day with the biggest smile on your face but the disgrace of your dark side slides down the shadows of the sidewalk through the cracks to linger for a night to take flight in the freddy krueger the michael myers and jason of halloween send your sleep into arachnophobia nightmarish screams ante up the underworld of a under of a snow white mercenary gang and the government feds trying to be a winner of the end game. The head games incredibly play out with the clues of a good versus bad as the shoe changes feet with the boys in blue on the beat while agents chase new leads. Ante up. SUV detectives protecting the streets with the from the predators who keep. Eating of criminal minds for a savage beast to drop a horrendous feat at a victim's feet. Annie up in Europe, soldiers are killing people mob style by zip tying hands behind backs, pop caps into heads as they watch eyes roll back. A war criminal denying the criminal ways by speaking in riddles needs to pay a criminal a war criminal debt and lay him like down like a rug. Six feet under because he cannot be running this gig. Ante up. God created the earth, but man has run amok. Let us ante up. That's our piece. Tell me that was incredible and absolutely perfect and powerful ending to the show. Haven't heard from you in a while. You're always in my heart. I'm always thinking about you, so I'm really happy to have you here. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love you, too. Tell everyone how to find you, sweet pea. 
I'm just Tammy Jones. You can hit me hit me up, Hip Hop Poetry. I don't know what my pages go by anymore. I'm Tammy <laughs> Jones, Hip Hop Poetry. I am part of Prismatic Dreams in a New World Order. That's where you find me. Perfect. All right, sweetheart. Appreciate you, you, and I will talk to you next week if you're able to get on Baby Cakes. Of course. All right, honey. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, everyone, you've been listening to the Speakeasy Cafe Open Mic Poetry Show, The Sound of Ink. I am just thrilled. It has been a fantastic night, a lot of fun. Thank you all for being here, for hanging out, listening to the show. For those of you who came in red, it's just been incredible. As promised, we are closing out the show with all of our favorite vanilla ice because it is so inspiring. Stop, collaborate, and listen is our new show theme. <laughs> Love you, Larry. <laughs> so we will see you guys next week. If you didn't get all of the prompts at the beginning of the show for our uh, our uh, mini workshop, Inspiration from the Inkwell, come back, listen to the archives. It will be in there. You can jot it down at your convenience, and we will talk with you next week. Good night, everyone. VIP. Let's kick it. Alright, stop. Collaborate and listen. Ice is back with my brand new invention. Something. Grab the hold of me tightly. Flow like a hawk daily and nightly. Will it ever stop? Yo, I don't know. Turn off the lights and I'll glow. To the extreme, I rock a mic like a vandal. Light up the stage and wax a chump like a candle. Damn. Corrupt speaker that booms. I'm killing your brain like a poisonous mushroom. Deadly. When I play a dope melody, anything less than the best is a felony. Love it or leave it. You better gain weight. You better get fools out of kids. Don't play. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while my DJ revolves it. Yo, so I continue to A1A Girls were hot wearing less than bikinis Rock men lovers driving Lamborghinis Jealous, cause I'm out getting mine Shade with the gauge and vanilla with the nine Ready for the chumps on the wall The chumps acting ill because they're full of eight balls Gunshots ranged out like a bell I grabbed my nine, all I heard was shells Falling on the concrete real fast Jumped in my car, slammed on the gas Bumper to bumper, the avenue's packed I'm trying to get away before the jack is jacked you know what I mean? They pass me up, could run it all, I don't mean If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it Check out the hook when my DJ revolves it
sharp like a chemical steel. Feasible rhymes you can vision and feel. Conducted in forms, this is a hell of a concept. We make it hype, and you want us to print this. Shape plays on a fade, slots like a ninja, cut like a razor blade so fast. Other DJs say, damn, a rhyme was a drug, I'd sell it by the gram. Keep my composure when it's time to get loose. Magnetized by the mic while I kick my juice. If there was a problem, yo, I'll solve it. Check out the hook while DJ revolves it. <laughs> Get out of here. Word to your mother.